What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Star Wars Reviewed. Dare I say the most special episode yet? We're talking episode seven, The Force Awakens. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today. The usual crew got disrupted himself. John Fick. John, was this one circled on the calendar or, or do you care about talking about Force Awakens? Like, what's your interest in this movie? This will begin to make things right. <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh my gosh. Always, always love it so much. Also with us, Mr. Tim Tales himself, rocking a beautiful shirt that you can get at the geekiverse.storymv.com, just like J Mac did. Tim, ready to talk some TFA. I am very excited. I'm I'm honestly when I watch this movie, all I can think about was binging the next movie so I can watch the third. So a lot of self control happened. That's a so, that's a good takeaway from watching a movie. That's yeah. a that's an endorsement right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we like this movie, everybody. We're we're gonna get to a lot of why we do at the end of the episode. We're going to rank the Force Awakens, the seventh movie. Fun fact: the seventh movie. It's the only time that chronologically, it's also the episodic number. So, Force Awakens is episode seven, seventh release in Star Wars history. But where does it rank in? the official Star Wars rankings. You're going to have to stick around to find out whether you're watching it twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse live. That's that's wrong. Live on twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Watching at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listening on podcast services around the globe. If you had a guest who is on the Steelbook, John, if you know, don't say it. What character is on the Steelbook that I am holding for Star Wars Episode 7? Yeah, remember the theme so far. Remember the theme. Oh man! If you get it wrong, if you no, go ahead. Okay, if I get it wrong, never mind. Um, I'm gonna say Kylo Ren. That's my guess. John knows. I know. I know what. Okay. (laughs) Oh, nice. Got it. That's the theme. Good job. But I really had no idea. Is on the other side is Captain Phasma. So. Oh, nice. Nice little thing there. Uh, This is the only. I think I could be wrong on this. At least it's the only one I have Skywalker saga film to come to 3d on home video. So, uh, I don't really care so much about the 3d, but I like the quote unquote collectors. You, hold on I love the cover backstep. Do you have a device and or TV that's capable of playing that disc? Yes. You have so, a 3d television. <laughs> the TV that is in, if you guys are in my house, like in the toy room, that was my main TV for the longest time. That has 3d capability. Do you Ooh. still have a 3d Blu-ray player? I do. Oh my god! I need to watch it. I've never watched a 3D Blu-ray. We have to do this. This yeah, is like the HD DVD thing all over again. One of the game systems does. Yes, three not, probably. If not PlayStation, Xbox One definitely does. Xbox so, does some really weird stuff. So Xbox One didn't even have Xbox. didn't have a Blu-ray. Tim, your insecure fandom is showing. Stop it over there. What do you mean? I love Xbox. Yeah, 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 <laughs> my favorite console. Uh, uh, okay. Wait, is it a glasses-free 3D I TV? Own, like, or is three it? of them. You have the glasses. I have four sets of 3D glasses that came to the TV. Why, why am I just now learning? I've been to your house multiple times. I've been in both of your houses. Not that you have two currently. <laughs> you moved. But why, why have I never experienced <laughs> the really 3D TV? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I've rarely used it, but that was one of the times. And I want to say I also have Rogue One in 3D. So uh, it's fun, man. It, it pops. I'll tell you that it'd be worth the, the watch through for us if we want to do it. I, mean, I, I just, like I just want to experience it. it. Like 10 minutes or so. I don't yeah. have to watch the whole movie. I mean, although I do want to watch this movie again. You need to watch the whole movie. Uh, I'll so tell I you think, the um, lightsaber fight, though. Oh, 
That lightsaber cool. goes flying, boom, that's a beautiful thing. And on our list, one day, we might have to do it at John's because he has the space. We should do a live stream of the uh, Vader Immortal on the Oculus. Oh, that'd be yep. fun. Yep, that's on our list too. So That'd be some Sign. fun Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that, absolutely. Uh, the show, just like the MCU reviewed over at our, uh, our other love our huge love of fandom which is the mcu uh is presented by fantastic so our friends over at 26shirts.com they do some incredible things they sell t-shirts often pop culture themed sometimes bills mafia sometimes buffalo savers which is super exciting because we all just spent more money and put another order in uh but these shirts are limited edition you can pick them up proceeds from every purchase go to a family individual or charity and uh, let me tell you, these guys are awesome. They've raised over $1.3 million to date that have gone directly to the families, individuals, and charities. I'm pretty sure that $100,000 of that has come from me, John, and Tim buying merchandise. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> very uh, possible. I, I kid a little bit there, but we do buy a lot of stuff. Just got my Buffalo Nintendo shirt in. Uh, I, I don't think you can get that one anymore, but there's some great stuff. Again, 26shirts.com. All right, fellas, let's get into this. Force Awakens. John, starting off with you, hit me on your 101 on your thoughts towards this movie. What a special movie, man. Um, we're we're going to talk about, obviously, all these different filters and all, you know, our first viewing experience. And that's obviously a, a, a huge thing to talk about with this movie and all of the hype. And especially with my personal experience, uh, having not really been engrossed in the franchise, you know, on a, on a, you know, a real level until basically this film was announced. That's when I kind of like, you know what, it's time for me to hop into Star Wars. Um, so the hype for this was just unreal for me. And it just, it still stands up. It is just, it's just such a good movie. Um, Every time I watch this movie, I can't help but get angry at all of the comparisons I know people make with not even comparisons, the, the just putting it down and saying, it's just a new hope. It's just what, what it like, ah, it's so frustrating. I watched this movie and I'm having such a good time, but the back of my mind, I'm also just so angry. Like you idiots like what a, what a what a, like a oversimplification of like two little aspects of this movie it's so much more than that force awakens is awesome um i love this movie every time i watch it it just it blows me away uh and i can't wait to, to talk about some more specifics it's like poetry it rhymes people this is the way it was meant to be tim your thoughts on force awakens i really loved it so i'm probably different than most of you i didn't see it in theaters for the first time because I wanted to do what we're doing right now, rewatch all the movies so I could experience it at the full extent because I forgot about the prequels as much and I just love the original trilogy and it's beautiful. It's so good. The the moment when um, he first takes off his uh, Stormtrooper helmet in the beginning, yeah. I was like, that's when yeah. you know, that's when it's awesome. And uh, Finn takes it off and it, just everything. I really enjoy it. I just think the step up from after just watching the prequels really kind of elaborates how far CGI has come and a lot of that it, stuff because almost so much of it looks so realistic. Well, no, that's I love that you said that. It almost is all realistic. That's what makes it stand out so much. Okay. So, yeah, the, yeah. So that was like a, the backgrounds and the... the, the like, that was a huge focus for this movie with J.J. Abrams is to make this as authentic as possible and go back to go back to practicality. So that was, you know, yes. the, the, the fans of the original trilogy, the people who grew up with those who ne- didn't necessarily love the prequels, one of the biggest complaints is everything is CG. None of the right. actors are working on real sets. Everything it's you know it's maybe maybe that's part of all those cringy performances we saw. Is that's really tough to get emotion when you're working on a green screen. So all of that thrown out the window. Practical effects. Everything about this movie was like was awesome. perfectly marketed. And again, I said I opened the, the show with it. What a what a perfect opening line for all of those fans that have lost faith. Right. This will begin to make things right. And like yeah, oh, it just chills every time. Loved it. I really did love it. So this is. 
fan service at its finest. You know fan service when it hits you in the face. And but, sometimes it's well done. Sometimes it's there just for the sake of it. But, but John, yeah, this, yeah, this was real. No, exactly. So I, I would like I, I almost think fan service isn't even fair. Like to me, something like No Way Home is fan service. Like that is like there that's a there's a no chance that misses and like just the three Spider Men alone being there is enough to get these people hyped. You don't even have to do it well. I'd it's, agree. Go, it's going to that's fan service to me. There there's nothing in this movie that's well, like what's the difference? They bring in Luke, Leia, and Han Solo, which would be the same but kind none, of comparison. But none of it's cheap though. They're not just but they're not just on the screen together for the sake of it. It's all done like it, it all makes sense for the story. I don't think any of it's really fan service. I mean, they have to be in the movie. It's part of. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie, but I don't know. Right. That to me would have been bad fan service to have those three together for the sake of it. Sure. Like, right. Why are they together? It doesn't make sense. Although I would have loved that. <laughs> my gosh. Right. In an alternate universe. Um, the other thing. Multiverse. Effects, yeah, exactly. Uh, <sighs> with practical effects it was so much so they wanted to declare their intentions that they were doing this to really again distance themselves from the prequels disney i, I made a joke early on at the geekiverse they shunned the prequels we're not talking about them yet we're re- we're only going on original trilogy uh they introduced star wars rebels which was based right around that time disney was all in but jj abrams i remember them filming basically a like a two-minute clip saying this is what we're doing and here's some of the effects that we're we're focusing on in the force awakens like they were really promoting that they were going to get away from cg was there any cgi or no oh sure yeah Yeah. i mean yeah okay i was gonna say i was like well so but 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 even the stuff that was cgi it was made better by practicality so you you look at like the you know who who does a great video on lightsabers is the corridor crew on youtube if you ever if you're familiar with them they're a bunch of awesome vfx artists and they they break stuff down their popular series is like uh vfx artists react to bad cgi where they're just like breaking down bad cgi they do a great video on lightsabers and they and they tell you and they should break down how like it's it's inarguable that the 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 pre i'm sorry the sequel trilogy does lightsabers the best because they are literally using practical lightsabers with actual leds so they're getting literal like light reflections on the actors so you watch the you watch the prequels and it looks fun you don't really notice it when you know when you're kind of just like watching the film but you look look at them side by side it's it's such a a stark difference there's no lighting coming off these lightsabers um so, so they use practicality to make the cgi look better everything is just perfect it's so well done and the cgi only exists really to push the movie forward to benefit something where a practical effect could not be used in the same same light so i yeah i think they nailed just about the perfect balance here in my opinion let's go all the way back really not that far uh december 16th 2015 opening night for star wars the force awakens you sure it wasn't the 17th uh 16th is preview night Yes. Thir- so like Thursday December seventeenth. Thursday was the seventeenth. I have my ticket. I'm looking right at it. Hmm. I, well, I have earliest release date from Box Office Mojo, so I don't. I don't know. It I don't must know have, that it, it must have been pre- premiere day or something like that. Premiere day, or maybe it came out yeah. in Europe on the sixteenth, which was, probably, was which was a Wednesday. Yeah, it was the, the Thursday was the seventeenth. Got it. So do you guys remember how much this pulled in worldwide? It's it's. I mean, it's it's up there. Piece. It's up. It's over a billion, right? It's like one point one three or something. It's up there. I'd say one point two billion is my guess. Uh, two billion. Oh, one uh, billion! Holy. Yeah, two billion sixty nine million five hundred twenty one thousand. Crazy. Yeah. This thing it's... just kept going. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> this started a string, uh, a three straight Star Wars movies that all uh, eclipsed a billion dollars. But Force Awakens got a, a little bit further with that, which is just just unbelievable. Um, so we're talking about box office. Let's talk about 
our, our first viewings of this. I think we're going to finally veer off into new territory. It's somewhat fresh in our minds. It's only uh, roughly seven years ago, ironically enough. And um, I'm really curious to hear John's because I, I know we've had some of the same stories for uh, the last few episodes of Star Wars Reviewed. Uh, in just a moment, we are going to also pull up the trailer and watch that together and get all nostalgic and, and giddy. But uh, that first viewing, talk me through it, The who you're with, opening night, feelings, etc. John, let's go. Dude, I mean this. This was the pinnacle. This was 2015, so this was before your. This was before your Infinity Wars, your Endgames, everything like that. All of those movies were compared to the Force Awakens for me. To everything was just can it live up to the hype of the Force Awakens? That that I just can't even put into words how fun the lead up to that movie was, and let alone opening night. So here's my ticket. I went. You probably can't see it, but it's December 17th. It's uh, and and I did lie early in the ep- earlier in the episode. I did see this in 3D in IMAX. It was only available in 3D and IMAX. Um, so I saw a 3D IMAX my first viewing. I, now now that I'm thinking about, it, I do recall that. Um, so yeah, I went with my buddy John. It was a situation where like I had my my group chat of people. There was like a bunch of us, and it was whoever can get tickets, grab a bunch of tickets, and we'll figure it out later. And it ended up being where me and John really wanted to go to see IMAX, so just the two of us went together. So John and I sat next to each other. Uh, Ten thirty show. I got there at like seven o'clock. I knew I didn't have to. I knew I didn't have to. I just wanted to. I was. I think I got out of work at like five that day. I'm like. My what my back then girlfriend now wife was working still. I'm like I've got nothing to do. I'm just going to Regal and I'm just going to feel the buzz, man. I put on my Star Wars uh, Christmas sweater because it's December. We're right around the corner for the holidays. I remember changing my Apple Watch face to a Darth Vader uh, face, and I just remember like standing around the Regal, just like talking to people and getting so excited. And I was like third in line for IMAX. I went at seven o'clock for a ten thirty show, and there's other already people ahead of me in line for this IMAX show. Um, so the, the hype leading into it was just unparalleled. We'll talk about the trailer in a little bit. That leads a lot into it. But man, just sitting down watching this movie, my first ever Star Wars experience in the theater after just binging all, all other six movies and just like engrossing myself in the hype for this, it just freaking delivered. It was everything I wanted. Every moment was just like jaw dropping. It was paced so perfectly. It was one of those moments where... My my first experience, I think, of cheering in the crowd to that level, literal applause, just like the the Star Wars splash screen, the opening crawl, like just so emotional and so freaking perfect. Dude, I you took me right back to that night. It just it was incredible. Um, so we were at the same theater, Regal Transit, right? And yes. Um, I for sure saw you I, a, week, a little while ago, like a week ago. I'm like, are we, were we at the same show? And you told me you didn't see IMAX. Now I just remember, I think I saw you walking out of your showing. But I definitely saw so, you at that theater. So we were, we were talking about this. Um, so I lived in an apartment right around the corner. Right around the corner there, walking distance. There was a group. Man, I think about opening night. And even a few months prior when tickets went on sale, I was ready to go. Like, this is the first movie I can remember being like, I have to be ready on Regal, on Fandango. I got my computer. I got my phone. Just in case one crashes, I'm here. Remember there's a queue? You remember you had to get into a queue? Yeah, I I was so confused. I'm like, I'm so so glad there's a queue right now because I was like literally first available and I hopped in that queue and like I was talking to my friends on my phone. Like, I'm so afraid I'm going to lose my spot if I leave this freaking page. But luckily, I was able to get those (laughs) two I was talking about. I want to say I beat the queue, meaning I was in there earlier even than the queue was in existence dude I don't remember what it was on this was <laughs> like an hour before tickets were even available yeah, yeah that's crazy it was it was nuts but i was the guy i had to get like i was responsible for like nine people i couldn't let them down for star wars in 10 years in theaters oh my gosh 
So anyway, live around the corner from the theater. And everyone's over at my house at like six o'clock to have pizza. I want to say we had, because we were, I got to look it up, John. I, I keep forgetting to see what my time was, but we did see each other. I don't sure. remember what time I had. I want to say it was nine, nine thirty somewhere in there. Anyway, we went at seven. We went because we're like, the line's going to be crazy. Yeah. We're, that's where we're going to be. So we went. And it, there was really not many people there yet at all. Well, the and thing is, there was so from what I remember, there was no line for for anybody but IMAX. So there was a seven o'clock and there was a ten o'clock showing for I or ten thirty for showing for IMAX, and they had us off to the side roped off because it was a it was a you know fight you know fight for the first seat for IMAX. So I remember watching well, other people just walking in and out with no issue, and there was a huge IMAX line. We didn't eventually have a huge line with the the. Uh, my gosh, it was right dead on, and they they like curved it around. However, we I said we got there at seven. They basically told us we had to go home. <laughs> really? We're we're all sitting on the benches in the corner, and um, they're like, "What? What's like a, a nice guy?" Security guard comes over. He goes, "What? What show are you guys seeing?" We're like Star Wars again. Must have been nine nine thirty ten somewhere in there. And um, he's like, "We have to ask you to actually leave the building until two hours before your show, which." I want to say was 7.30. So we're all like, oh, okay, this is weird. Never had that happen before. Probably never been there that early for a show before. So we went back to my apartment and played Star Wars uh, Trivial Pursuit. It was a blast. We all were just giddy with anticipation for this movie. So we go back and it's a different story. Just a half hour later, like I swear the place was mopped. But it, it it was relatively... If this can focus, yeah. here it goes. Here's a picture of of my watch, my my Darth Vader uh, watch face while I was standing in line at eight forty seven. <laughs> awesome. I was just that's pretty sick. There, there's me in my Star Wars Christmas sweater, also waiting in line. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I 100 percent saw you. Yeah, <laughs> I for, this. dude. Yeah, I, it was it was such a freaking event, cool dude. sweater. Look uh. at that guy. Um. So yeah, we're standing in line, and I remember being. It's like a, a battle to go get snacks and come back. And I'm thinking to my myself, I'm like, I need to avoid spoilers for really just a little bit longer. I hope somehow no one saw an early show, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, off the record, it comes out. I hope uh, that I see nothing on my phone. So I was really trying to stay off most apps at the time. Right. And it was crazy. We get in and again, seats were not reserved. Like they are now, you get your seat assignment. So we get in there just because we wanted to be early. We get where we want to go and we're like, all right, we're going to chill out for a few hours now. And then, um, man, (sighs) where I really got emotional was when it got quiet and the Lucasfilm logo flash. I'm getting goosebumps right now. It flashes on screen. And it's, it's weird. It's the first time we don't get the 20th Century Fox little intro too right with the drums and all that but it goes quiet i see it flash across the screen a long time ago in a galaxy far far away i can't believe i'm sitting here at this point star wars hits the screen and everyone gets blown away by how loud it felt with that first note from john williams and everyone in our theater just lost it and started applauding it was absolutely absolutely awesome (laughs) <laughs> no, by the way, Josiah's pool girl. This is the wrong movie. Yeah, two, uh-huh. Come two episodes down the line, we'll have a great story for for Last Jedi. <laughs> um, but dude, just 
I'll never forget it. And we're going to go through my notes and all the, the things that I want to hit and we'll hit what you guys want to hit. And that's going to dig up some emotions, I know. But I'll leave it there at the start of the movie. It was just, it was so cool to see that pack theater. And John, you, you said you mentioned it. You kind of compared every game, every Temple movie after this to that, yes. whether it was Avengers, uh, you, all the big superhero movies we've seen. This ignited my opening night need to be there for a lot of movies, even oh, though they weren't sure. big necessarily. Like I remember, like I don't know, BVS. A few months later, I was like, I don't care. Just, I'm gonna be there opening night, even if I can just replicate a fraction of that again. You know, if I can even yes. just replicate a tenth of that experience, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. Oh yeah, it definitely propelled me to go to more movies and, and go to more. That's how it know. felt for Spider Man when we watched Spider Man. That theater. was a great return to theater. That was a, that was the first one since Endgame, in my opinion. That really was like you know such a dude, event. That's a good point, Tim. I think there's some similarities with these movies uh, in that sense. Uh, Tim, I <laughs> I know you didn't see it in theaters, but. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't rub it in, guys. You know, <laughs> way to text me and ask me to go. Yeah, Tim, would you freaking rent and it at Redbox or something? Yeah, I was like, well, I guess I'll watch it by myself. Oh, so John and I were there um, together only accidentally. Okay, yeah, that's so very true. true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Tim, take us through. But it's actually funny. So I just had the worst habit with trying to to watch all the movies before, and I didn't go. I forget what's going on. Um, when did it come out? Twenty fifteen. Fifteen. What was I doing then that I wouldn't have went? But anyways, I didn't watch it because I wanted to rewatch all the movies like well, my typical, typical self. Yeah. It's okay. Um, Not anymore, Tim. Now we're opening no. night people. Okay. That's, yep. that's how this Which goes. I'm good with. Which I'm yeah. good. I got, I got, yeah, I got a hookup now. I got a text. It took some, uh, some pulling teeth to get him. Tim to skip the MCU and just go to these movies with us. <laughs> it did. Also, I was talking about it for a while. Yeah. You, you don't just happen to be friends with somebody who's got like 500,000 regal lifetime points. Okay. That's true. So, just saying. Trust me, it wasn't a mistake that we became friends. I, I looked you up <laughs> on the regal app first. Like, whoa, 400,000 and up. Top, top earners. <laughs> that's, that's my like, goal. You were looking for a house and 10 acres and up. That's all I want to see. You were looking yep. for friends, 400,000 points and up. Now it all makes I sense. I want the free Ladies popcorn. I want him to get popcorn because he has enough points. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, reaching over. You Listen, know? I, I know very well that my dad loves me and loves, you know, hanging out. But uh, sometimes I'm convinced he just wants to go to movies because he knows I can get him a free popcorn. Always get just a free popcorn. Always. Yep. And you I, always I, get the yep. and people always get the free popcorn. Never use it on the free drink. A drink is cheaper than popcorn. It's the it's the it's the Crazy. regal one too. They get you every time. Use the free popcorn. It's less points to redeem and it costs more to buy off the shelf. Man, they get you every time with that. Also, you need to redeem the large, no, the small free popcorn and pay for the large because it's only three dollars. Then it's and it's then fifty. It's, it's into the fifty, legal tips, 50 cents per upcharge. Even if you just want a medium, it's fifty cents. It's, it's awesome. Easy. It's that is awesome. I don't know the tips and tricks, folks. Uh, <laughs> um, that's why we are your movie guys. No, but I was gonna say. So uh, I actually watched it at home. I, I had our own night plan of it. The plan was to make my wife watch it. Did not go well. She watched like yeah, 20 minutes. She's like, I'm not doing you. it. I'm like, okay, just leave. I'll watch it in peace. Loved every second of it. Um, it was just one of those things. It was amazing. I it kind of brought me back to my, my love of Star Wars. Because again, I hadn't watched one in a while aside from the occasional time it's on TV. And I just, I, I'm glad I didn't wait to rewatch all the movies because I would have ended up waiting way too long. And after watching it this time, I was just like, man, it, it just, it was awesome. So listen again for everyone on Twitch. I did not have popcorn though. Oh, well, how could you? <laughs> Without yeah, floss, you're not. An yeah, I didn't have any floss. Gosh, you know? 
on twitch.tv slash the geekiverse everyone who's joining us live we appreciate you in the chat uh if you're not a just pure lover of the force awakens after this show i don't know what's going to get you there i'm just saying i freaking love this movie um you know i'm gonna hold my thoughts for you after john we uh we want to queue up this trailer here yeah i'm almost not ready for this i have not rewatched this trailer because i was looking for this trailer and i'm like oh wait a minute this is special isn't it i'm like specifically looking for the teaser and i play it and the first and just see the first frame i'm like yeah i'm, I'm just gonna wait for this uh this so was part you, part of the hype for sure are, we're talking about this moment kind of yeah. at other half and i was like was this like a year before yeah. the movie which More. how rare is that right we're a few months away from thor we think and we don't have the trailer for that like it's it's really changed but this was like this Over movie is ready to go. Yeah, like Thanksgiving 2014 is when this hits. The movie hits Christmas 2015. By the way, I love that Star Wars was coming out around Christmas time. It was so it much fun. It just made the holidays all Ugh, the all the dude, better for me. Once the first snowfall hit, I'm just like, oh, time to rewatch Star Wars. Can't wait. Just gonna binge Star Wars now. It became like a, 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 a wrapping a present tradition for me. I would watch Jingle all the way, and then we watch Star Wars. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie, so Jingle all oh. the way. Well, obviously. No, no, Star Wars. There's snow. <laughs> No, no, no. This jingle, one. Jingle all the way is sci-fi. Come on. Don't be crazy. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Well, that and die uh, hard. This, uh, this, yeah, this teaser, man, it's, it's something special. And I can't believe that it exists at the same time. Yeah. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to yeah, you. Yeah. Do, do you guys have it up ready to go? Yep. I'm ready. All right. Go ahead and play it. been an awakening have you felt it That's that's short, that's sweet, but the hype is just unreal. Awesome. I just remember watching so many breakdowns of this trailer. Like, who is this? What is going on? Where? Like, oh, so much fun. There's been an awakening. Oh my gosh! Like, dude, that hits so hard, and the intensity there with the strings. What's Finn doing? We get a glimpse of Ray. We get BB-8. What? I remember Mark Hamill tweeting right after that that that's a practical effect. Yes. Oh my God, dude! Crazy. Put yourself in this filter. We had no idea what was going on back then. We had no clue who Kylo Ren was. We had no clue. Like everybody thought, like prevailing. I mean, somewhat prevailing theory that Finn would be the Jedi. Like you know, Ray and Finn would both be Force sensitive. Maybe some minor spoilers for the future, but like we were. Yeah, everything was just open for interpretation. It was so much fun to do so. That lightsaber reveal 
was enough to hold me over for a yeah. year. I was, yeah. oh my gosh, we see none of the uh, original trilogy characters, which was fine. That's yeah. not what this was about. But we see the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that reveal at the end. It was just unreal. Unreal. Just that. It, that's to me. That's the perfect teaser right there. We don't know much about the just movie, enough. but we got enough to get us hyped. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That's all I needed. <laughs> That's all I needed. Even though that second trailer was awesome too, when Han and uh, Chewie were revealed, and that, that was awesome too. But that was all I needed. It was just yeah, very special. Like that is a movie that I refer to as just like a, I don't know, once in a lifetime. I think, especially for something that's so near and dear to me with 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 Star Wars. Yes, Josiah's pool girl. I am about to cry watching that trailer. It's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, let's get into my notes here. I know this is going to awaken some of the responses we're going to get from you guys here. Uh, right off the bat, I remember talking about this in the lead up. So the Gigaverse existed around this time. We just started doing video content. We were talking about where the hell is Luke Skywalker? Well, we get into the movie. What's the first line? Luke Skywalker has vanished. Did anyone else start going, what does that mean? Did he defect? Is he hiding? Tell me, tell me. Oh my gosh, what's happening with Luke Skywalker? We waited all this time. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the what a, what a just cloud of mystery that first line put around the whole movie. Oh, dude, you just took me back. I remember the whole movie just thinking, all right, when's Luke gonna like like oh, and even just like the final the like the end of the movie, just like thinking, is it ending now? Is that, are they are they gonna cut to black here? Are they gonna cut to black at this hug? Are they gonna cut to black when Ray just hops in the Falcon and and you know hits hits light speed? Like all of the all of these questions, man, all asked because of that first line. Yeah, at the end, I was like. I finally see Luke, and then it's like it's over. You know, I was like, I, no, I didn't. I mean, obviously, it's we're jumping way ahead, but I did not. I did not expect to see Luke. When I was, I was watching so in theaters, yeah. once they hit, once they hit hyperspace, I'm like, oh my god, they're they're going to do it. This is about to cut to black, and they 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 pause long enough. They hold on that shot long enough to make you think so. They teased it for sure, but I'll yeah. tell you, man. Oh, we'll we'll get to that moment. A lot of build Holy up. Crap. Um, I think this movie does a really nice intro job of introducing us to everyone that's new in the in the what's going to be a trilogy. We get a pan of BB-8 really quick. We see Poe. We all in a few minutes time by the way. We meet Kylo Ren. That entrance. Oh, I'll never forget hearing that music, which by the way is like an inversion um I want to kind of almost say like not parody or spin-off, but like it's almost an inversion directly of Darth Vader's theme, it, it, yeah. which is mind-blowingly good yeah. to me. Dude, uh, just, Captain just, Phasma, by the way. Oh, yeah, so the pacing, like just to set that up right away and get you all those characters, BB-8, Finn, the conflict, but uh, just real quick on the music, this is one of those movies where I can just play the soundtrack while I'm driving and just watch the movie in my head. It, it's just so perfect. I, I've seen the movie so many times, but the music is so it's so good that I can just I can just wa- listen to that soundtrack and I am just rewatching the entire movie in my head. That's a hundred percent accurate, especially with this sequel trilogy here. I would say episode seven and eight. I know exactly what's happening. If you play a track for me, it doesn't matter where it is on the album. It's incredible. In addition to BB-8, Poe, Kylo Ren, Phasma, we get Finn right away. I don't know about you guys. I think it was done in a pretty thoughtful yet kind of obvious way that they were marking this stormtrooper, right? They do it yeah, even before he gets marked with the the blood, which is a really good way to do that because it shows a lot of intensity that, you know, there's not a ton of blood in Star Wars that hasn't always existed. Right, but having right. that was like, 
My gosh, my well, it's, gosh! It's, it's very clear that they're they're marking that that stormtrooper, and, and like even when a few scenes later, when you can, when when Kylo Ren knows what's going on, you you can you can see why he realized what was going on because that stormtrooper very much stuck out, and you know that was the way that was filmed. I just love, love, love when Star Wars does the contrast, the red blood on his white stormtrooper outfit, just like it was, and that's how they start the movie off. It's just so awesome. So, this is oh nice top. top th- three maybe top two funko pops that i own this is uh i I remember like i was huge into the funko pop game especially when all the star wars movies actually this is kind of what got me into funko pops is the 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 force awakens i remember like researching when this thing was hitting target target because it was target exclusive i was literally there as the guy was uh, unboxing these things i wanted this thing so bad i still got it this thing awesome freaking awesome i love this one yeah that's clutch man like that one a lot uh so Poe Dameron, I don't know if you guys know, Oscar Isaac plays him. He was supposed to die uh, the, at that moment early in the movie with the villagers. He was going to have his moment there with Laura Santeca, the older gentleman, and um, Kylo Ren was supposed to kill him. Oscar Isaac was actually not wanting to sign on to do this movie because he had a conversation with J.J. Abrams and said, yeah, I want to be in Star Wars, but my character always seems to die. <laughs> I want to be a part of something. <laughs> And sure enough, J.J. Uh, Abrams called him back a period of time later and says, no, no, we figured it out. We're going to write you into the movie, <laughs> basically make you a prominent character. Uh, awesome. So kind of kind of an interesting 180 there. I, so I, I love how I, I never heard about that, but I love how his approach to that was not rewriting the beginning at all and just acting like he didn't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yep. off screen. Ah, I ejected. Don't worry. That's funny. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it worked out very well for Oscar Isaac. He's uh, He's got some geek cred these days for oh, sure. Jeez. Yeah. Can't wait for Wednesday. Yeah. Uh so Kylo Ren in his his exchange there I loved speculating about this character so much. Like were they going to show him unmasked in this movie? We did have promos that were showing him unmasked, but like were we really going to get there? Uh who was he? Was he a character we were familiar with? We knew he was a Vader worshipper. That was the the coined term for him. Like I had no idea. I will say this. Real quick, John. They so uh, Kai KY is taken from Skywalker, and then Lo Lo is taken from Solo. It's a kind of interesting blend of of how they came around with Kylo there. But uh, go ahead, John. What were you going to say? I I never, I never even like put that together. Even heard that. That makes so much sense. Um, But I just love right off the bat. They like they they know we're asking these questions, and they're they're like basically promise you that they're going to answer it. I mean that 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 interaction with Santeca right away is like you 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 know. um, the first order arose from the dark side. You did not like. You'll always be your family. All this stuff. Like they, they immediately start hitting with with those questions in a way that is so obvious. That's like okay, we're we're getting this answer in this movie. They wouldn't they wouldn't come with the the right hook right away about family and about all this stuff if we weren't going to figure out who this is. So like, just gripping. I thought the same with another character that we'll talk about without, by the way, mentioning episode nine spoilers. If you're in the chat, please do not mention episode nine spoilers. Tim has not seen the movie. Ah, yes, true. I've not seen it. Uh, we'll have a really, really nice discussion once we get to that movie. Uh, the new, I, I say new force power number one. We've never seen that before where Kylo Ren stops that blaster bolt kind of in midair for awesome. a pretty long time. That's beautiful. What a what a freaking shot. As long as he wanted to. I assume he let that go on purpose right when Finn was walking by. Whenever you watch it, that's the context I use now. It's like, oh, he just released it. Oh, yeah. 
what a cool way to just start the freaking movie. Like, oh, new force power. And, and I, too, I remember in 3D, like, that being so cool because they, they, they walk the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers, they walk Poe right past it. And in 3D, like, you can literally see him walking. Like, you can feel the distance there. Such a cool shot. That is such a show-off shot right there. To be like, yeah, look what we did. <laughs> and the sound there also can't be. Yeah. The, yeah. How it's kind of stuck in midair. Like, it doesn't know what to do. Such wow. good direction. I think that really sets the preface, though, for like how powerful he can be. Yeah, he can look at Poe's face, like he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, that's like his first reaction. Like, uh, I'm done. Yeah, yeah it's not good. <laughs> I I so. love. There's so much going on in that opening sequence. It establishes and introduces so much. You get Finn's insecurity right away without seeing Finn's face. Uh, it's just the intensity of the first order, knowing that they slaughter innocent people. They really establish so much here. I think it's like the perfect opening sequence to any movie that comes to mind. Really? Uh, we get humor right away from Poe. I love that sequence. It cuts the, the tension, but they, I think they do this so well in the sequel trilogy. They have humor as they do in Marvel without cheapening the action or lowering the intensity so to speak you're absolutely right and i I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that i would apply that to the whole sequel trilogy like you said this is the one that just works perfectly for me this never feels out of place that feels exactly who poe is and in that moment it's just shot and directed so well that it works for me fast forward to the next movie the way last jedi opens i don't know if i i don't know if i feel the same way about that the the way that movie opens in a joking tone that like i remember sitting in the theater and being like Okay, I, I I I know what you're going for. It's not hitting the way it should. It's a little too long for me. This is a little weird. Um, well, didn't get it. Wasn't bad, but it wasn't like this. This was perfect. A, a lot of people share that sentiment with you, especially I, w- I would say traditionalists, so to speak, with Star Wars. They're like, "Oh, you get that Marvel humor out of here." No, that that's, I happen to like. That's certainly not. Yeah, like I like the humor too. I just think it. I think this is a, an example of how how to do it perfectly. It just works so well. It's got to be the right character, you know. That builds on his personality, and that's yeah. who he is, you know. So I, I happen to like the execution, but that's a topic for another time. As, next, uh, yeah, as next Mas show. Would say, right? Uh, except we're actually going to address it. Come on, Maz. Uh, we talked about this lots, lots of practical effects, but lots of practical creatures. We went a lot of puppets in this movie pretty well done uh, and they show it off they show it off early we see like the the crow kind of looking thing in the desert like what even are you though doing eating the metal you stupid crow <laughs> yeah what it, it's so stupid it's so in your face and, dum, but I, I love that they're like bragging about it like yeah. hey yeah. we're really not doing a lot of cgi <laughs> this is literally metal and this is how we're going to show you so if you there's great behind the scenes work if you have the the 4k blu-ray or i'm sure a lot of this is on disney plus but you'll see a lot of great stuff they had like teams of people create these creatures and the best ones would make the movie and then they got to like control these these puppets uh in the force awakens so you get to see your handiwork i think that's so cool encourages it too man i don't want to get emotional yet but let's talk about ray's theme her musical theme. It's called mm-hmm. The Scavenger. It's Whoa, so good. I just got goosebumps saying it. Yeah. That is maybe it's in the top three. It's in the top, top three. three for me for John Williams' all-time musical numbers. It 
captures her character beautifully. It, it absolutely does. It's so re-listenable, and it brings you right back to that scene, and it pairs so well with that scene. Like you literally hear that. I said, I said it before, top of the show. You close your eyes, and you're just watching that that mysterious opening of her just opening scrap parts out of the the down star destroyer, just dropping down the rope. Like it's just so perfectly paced, and that I think yeah. that the the direction and her the introduction of her in the movie. It goes hand in hand with why that song is so good. But again, it, it, it slaps just on its own too. It's got that kind of whimsical nature that like, what's going to happen here? Don't know much about this character. She's somber yet hopeful. It's John right. Williams, man. I could, we could talk for hours about him, obviously. Uh, my, so my daughter, Daisy, is not, for the record, named after Daisy Ridley, even Don't though all that. my friends think so. However, yeah. uh, I will say this. Uh, the first song that we listened to on the way home from the hospital with Daisy was The Scavenger. Had a had a starter, had a starter out right there. Uh, Uncar Plot, the guy that is giving all the portions out, that is uh, Simon Pegg, yep. which is a, a nice little thing. Sick visuals in the beginning of this movie. We get Ray's home. That is the the ATAT from the, the down, Empire. The Down yeah. Walker is so cool. The it's Star cool. Destroyer. Just, her meal oh. that she makes. Oh. Is is a practical effect? I know. By I the love. Way. I love. I love listening to the making of that. How they, how they had to suck the the liquid down with a vacuum, but then like simultaneously inflate the bread. Oh, so cool! Science, man. Uh, also, the <laughs> helmet. So she puts that again. We're not going to talk about spoilers here for future movies, but she puts on that helmet after we just got the family talk about Kylo Ren, and I was like. Your brain's going everywhere. Oh my yeah. gosh! And, and just back to the the visuals and like the down the ATAT and the Star Destroyer. Just like your your where my brain went right away is like what happened here? The like the Battle of Jakku as we'll learn it to be referenced, man. Like what the hell happened here? Just the remnants of all this cool Imperial stuff. I'll tell you what, you need to play Star Wars Battlefront too. <laughs> I, I I'm aware of what happens there. I wish we had a better play. answer, is what I'll tell you. Don't so There's like campaign. ten of them. Um. Also, love the the kind of tongue in cheek nod to the audience with this quote: "Ray meets BB-8, and she's talking to him, and he won't give his name to her at first. Uh, and she says, classified, really, me too, big secret, because of course we were all gonna want to know what was Ray's parentage. That was the tease. That was the yeah. setup. Uh, but I love that. I love that kind of sarcasm there. Yep. Me too, big secret." Uh, what do we think about BB-8's voice? Like that's a it, unique thing. Number one, Jordan, in the, in the entire Star Wars franchise. Come on, are you kidding? Like, what do you? Where do we even? What, what's the conversation? R two D two. Sure, let's let's talk about it. But it's not going to be a very long conversation. BB eight takes the cake. What a freaking cute droid. The voice is perfect. It emotes so well. Oh, BB eight's the best. Yeah, BB eight is awesome. He is tied with my favorite my other favorite star wars droid which is not c-3po john Sorry. okay well it's fine uh, it's I, 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 favorite, i'm though. pretty sure i respect who your next one is uh k2so oh never mind sure don't never mind don't respect <laughs> that very much at all who's k2 remind me who's that rebels uh, um that rebels um rogue one yeah, the, oh, yeah, I, I didn't. He's great. We'll talk about that in, in, in our very next yeah. movie, but K2, next episode, next episode, little little spoiler for the future episodes only movie i've seen in theaters ever in your entire life that's super impressive but i'm glad it was that yeah. movie uh, who was i like, sitting next to for spider-man <laughs> damn it joe i thought well, you no were one, gonna no go one, uh yeah, i thought you were gonna go bd1 for your other your, your other closest oh bd's oh, close for me he's, yeah. bd's he's, awesome he's second 
if uh, my other two guys are tied there. Got it. That's, fair enough. I, I, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk next week. But like, I, I wish I, I wish K two worked better for me. I love R two and three PO a lot more than you do. But that's a just. Oh, I love R two. No, I love R two. It's. I mean, they're both in this movie. I I hate three PO, but I hate three PO like the way you hate your uncle that comes at Christmas. But like you're excited to see him, but you just want to hate him. You know, it's like I. Like you're so annoying, but like it wouldn't be Christmas without you. One of those kind of things. Listen, we can't argue with the audience. Auto Rock uh, K2SO is usually the best. Dude, K2 so is uh, it did, okay. We're, we're gonna have a, one. Roll we're gonna one. we're gonna have a we're gonna yeah. have a long long conversation about K2SO. It's gonna be great. Uh, fun fact: I got to host a panel with Brian Herring, who is the lead puppeteer with BB8. Uh, it was at Nickel City Con a few years ago, the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. It was really cool to have a discussion with him, and I had so many questions. And uh, man. It was uh, it was exciting. Uh, also, he does have a Geekiverse shirt, <laughs> so I hope he cool. wears it. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's his house. <laughs> that was so raw. Like, I hope he wears it. <laughs> I hope he wears it. Uh, BBA voice again. I, I love what they came up with him, but for him because it's so different from anything we heard prior, and it's such a nice, like, endearing, fun personality for that droid. Like, I feel like they really nailed that. Yeah, it, it, for personality for droids that can't speak, like the fact that R2 and BB-8 have such like very, very real personalities is so cool. Yeah, like it's almost like uh, someone describes BD-1 as a puppy. I feel like that's a good way to describe some of these droids. Absolutely. You know? like, they have such, yeah. such a personality. Um, John Boyega as Finn, his interaction with Poe is absolutely hysterical. It's so well done by, by him uh, saying, I need a pilot. Uh, he's, he's talking to himself under the, the stormtrooper yeah. mask. <laughs> so you need a pilot? Good. I need a pilot. <laughs> why, wait, why are you doing this? Because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> you need a pilot. Music stops. <laughs> That's just perfect. Wow. It's just uh, another, another example of how the comedy just like cuts the tension perfectly and it works so well yep. in this movie. But put yourself in, in Finn's shoes. Like You're going to get messed up if you get caught here. I love the way that John Boyega captures that. Uh, we talked about it a few episodes ago on Star Wars Reviewed. FN2187, that is Princess Leia's uh, cell number in A New Hope. Always love that Easter egg for why they named Finn what they did. There's a little a little nod to the, the prequel trilogy here with uh, Kylo Ren and General Hux early on. And Kylo Ren says, maybe leader Snoke should consider using a clone army. Well, they kind of did away with that, right? Disney's like, yeah, yeah, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. (laughs) That's silly. Clone army, get out of here. Also, Finn, we're talking about how great Boyega delivered a lot of what he did from a comedic standpoint in this movie. His uh, interaction with Ray on Jakku and his uh, talking about him being in the resistance. (laughs) It's so good. It could have been so overbearing with a lot of actors, but I think he delivered it very well. He's like this perfectly is, this subtle. Is what look like, yeah, so good. Uh, man, talk about introductions in this movie. The Falcon, the Millennium Falcon. You hear the music. Ray and Finn and BB-8 are running. They're talking about not going towards the ship that's garbage. I don't know what they're talking about. Dude, they go yes. to another one. It gets blown up, and they go back, and it's the Falcon. Oh my gosh! The garbage will do. That's one where I'm like so caught up in the moment that I'm not even considering it. Like, I, yes, I know in the back of my head that the Falcon's going to be in this movie, and like I know I'm, I'm sure it's going to be in a, a large portion of this movie, and we'll see our main characters in it. I'd never. I'm, I'm so caught up in that scene that I'm not thinking about that. Where, where's the Falcon going to be? What a fun surprise, man. That was, they caught me off guard because I was so caught up in the action, like you said. 
And uh, I love that they've got the rectangular uh, dish on it because the you remember in Return of the Jedi, it gets the circular one gets blown off in the second Death Star run there. Just a little nice attention to detail. Of course, that also sells more merchandise. You know, we know how that goes. Uh, but that 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 chase sequence right after that, let's talk about that for a minute. As they're flying the Falcon, not out in space, but in the atmosphere, low to the ground, relatively speaking, where do they take it? through a downed Star Destroyer. Think about all the nostalgia they are throwing in our face early on in this movie to bring people back. Yes. Tim, that chase sequence with the Falcon and the TIE fighters there. What? That was it's pretty crazy. awesome. I think that I maybe my favorite piece of uh, of dogfighting choreography is when the, the, the gun gets stuck in the down position and she just like flat yes. bellies it. And, and he just that, that like how cool is that like what have they done cooler than that in any star wars movie that's so awesome okay i, I guess in episode yeah. eight we'll talk about some stuff that might be cooler but that was pretty freaking cool you know what made me really think like when i watched that what kind of it gave me flashbacks to is when you first meet um anakin skywalker and you realize that they can tell that he has has um he's force sensitive because of the fact that he's so gifted when he pilots and that's when I first watched it. I really thought to myself, the fact that she was able to get him in perfect position for that shot at the end of the um, the chase sequence was to me, well, like, hey, you know, like that's reminiscent of previous where you make those decisions because you have the force and you have the the foresight to, to do that. So I loved it. I just loved how they introduced it too. like, oh, that, we're not driving that hunk of junk. Yep. Then the one they go to gets blown up. So very cool. <laughs> and then you see it's the Millennium Falcon. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, that dun, dun, yep. that that note hits and I man, I I there's like thirty emotional moments in this movie that I'm just like I can't believe this exists, um, with them flying through there and like you mentioned with Ray, kind of the implication there is she's a good pilot she's got force powers I had so many questions at that point right they're throwing it in our face again just like the nostalgia. Yep. Where did she come from? Who is she? She's clearly someone. She's got ties to some of our characters. We don't know who. Find out eventually, right? Uh, talking about characters who have ties to other characters. Seeing Kylo Ren's temper uh, as he's slashing up that switchboard as that poor uh, First Order guy comes in and has to tell him the bad news. What? That's a great performance, by the way, by that so guy. So cool. Oh, yeah. That that was very reminiscent of those, of those uh, old, like, you know, Imperial actors that were frightened of vader like he did a very good job capturing that like the facial animations this like almost like you can see like palpable sweat on his face like it was, it was really good he brings the hat down and swallows <laughs> yes. and this, like not he's not crying but his eyes are they're watery. glossy they're glossy for <laughs> yeah. sure yeah very very reminiscent oh, of the the, the 4k uh, 4k force jokes yeah <laughs> can't, can't beat the 4k force joke so uh with um Another great interaction with uh, John Boyega on the Millennium Falcon, BB-8 and Finn trying to, to keep the secret alive that he's not really resistant oh, yeah. with BB-8. Oh my gosh. Given the, the lighter thumbs up. I have it that. So good. I have that phone call pop too. I, I turned to look for it. I'm like, oh, it's in a box in the basement. I got the, I got the thumbs up BB-8. It's, it's one so of my favorite good. scenes on, on the Millennium Falcon. I think. Yeah. She's in there. They're trying to argue over like, Hey, you know, I'll do this, do this. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> BB-8's not please. giving it anything. I love yep. that he's looking back and forth. He can't decide what to do. He finally gives it up, and and the Finn does it. And they're just they're bros. That oh my gosh, when that happened, I was like, again, our theater just lost it with laughter and applause. 
And I was thinking to myself, they're going to move so many units of merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And it just like, even to rewind just a little bit when when Ray knocks him down because she thinks that he stole Poe's jacket. When BB-8 zaps him on the ground, that's like the first taste I get of the BB-8 <laughs> humor. Oh, oh, it's so freaking good. I love when he says, droid, please. <laughs> droid, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, that that was a little reminiscent to if you guys have seen JJ's Star Trek movies, something kind of similar happens in those. And I, I thought that was uh, an interesting parallel. but. Nonetheless, uh, back on the Millennium Falcon, Finn's rummaging through stuff real quick. He sees that training droid that Luke had. If you blink, you miss it. But even in the theater, like everyone's just glued to the screen, obviously. You're not leaving. You're not going to the bathroom, anything like that. But that comes across, and it was like, oh, my gosh, they are hitting us hard. Yeah. Not sure. Actually, right around the same time, uh, there was not maybe much of a bigger applause than we had when Han and Chewie Entered the Millennium Falcon. Oh, mama. I don't care what kind of Star Wars fan you were, whether you're casual, long time, you were old or young. That moment hit hard. And again, just like the reveal of the Falcon, I did not see it coming until like a couple of seconds before they opened the door. When they're getting boarded, I'm, I'm fully sold that it's the Resistance. Like, why wouldn't it be? Of course, this big monster ship is going to be the Resistance. Why would, why, why would I think that's going to be Kyle or... Uh, uh, Han Solo, right? So, like, I'm like, okay, I'm on edge of my seat, and all of a sudden, they do that thing. They just pause just for an extra second, and they show you the door, and it's like, oh, I know who's going to bust through that door. It's yep. so perfect. I, I can't believe it exists again. Like, even thinking back to watching the prequels as a kid in, in the theater, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting Han Solo and Chewbacca on screen again? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Harrison Ford, by the way, is awesome in this movie. Plays the perfect older grumpy Han Solo. I was um, so worried. I was so worried about that. I, I really was. Just like here's like kind of getting into the franchise relatively late and like doing a lot of research, watching interviews, knowing his reluctance and somewhat like disdain for a bit of the fandom. Like I was, I was a little worried about that. You know, a phoned in performance. But man, you're you're right. He he crushed it. It is such a good job. It felt so. It felt felt right. It felt like Han Solo. Yeah. So, uh, John Boyega grows up a Star Wars fan. Very, very much like me, like from a young age is all about it. He's got the action figures. He's got a 12 inch figure of Han Solo that he takes up to Harrison Ford on the set and asks for a signature. And Harrison Ford basically takes it and goes, this is really weird and hands it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's Harrison. I love it I so know. much. Right. Because he'd be like, you guys are a bunch of freaks, right? Like get a life kind of thing. Exactly. John Boyega is like, I'm in a movie with Harrison Ford. He gets to, like, I'm in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Right. Yeah, shoulder to shoulder with that guy is crazy. Um, there's also great humor from Han throughout this. Uh, and Chewie, they're talking about Han Solo. He's the rebellion general, the the, the hero. And Chewie kind of goes, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I, when Han is cornered by the two competing parties, because he swindled someone else, right? There's always a bounty on Han's head. Classic. Uh, they said, you've screwed us over two times. And he goes, what was the second time? I love it every time. I <laughs> love too. that whole sequence. There. I don't know what it is. There's something fun about that sequence. It's just really good. And you know what? Oh, that's that the Kanja Club. Where... Yeah, and then Kanja Club's like... <laughs> Never made a deal with Kanja Club. <laughs> so funny. Like, even the rats are just these kind of throwaway <laughs> lines and creatures. Just I, It's so memorable at the same yeah. time. Um, and uh, Han gets to say, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, classic. Oh, yep. you get that on screen. You're like, oh my gosh, can't believe that happened. When I saw uh, that, uh, really quick, when I saw that scene there, in my head, I envisioned if if I would have pictured what happened between 
the time that there there was no movies in a sense. Um, you know, from end of episode six to now, him get Han Solo getting himself in that position would be so Han Solo like. Like it was just the perfect lead into him, like being there caught between two people that he made deals with that never followed through. And all he wants is Millennium Falcon to le- to get in it and leave. You <laughs> oh, know? For sure. I mean that's the yeah. Han that we were introduced it's to so in, in awesome. a new hope. He was behind so awesome. he was behind on his uh you know, mm-hmm. his money to uh, to Jabba. I mean, that's that's the Han mm-hmm. we know, and they even they even reference oh, it. You know, Han says, "I went back to the only thing I I know," and Leia says, "We both did." Yep, love it. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 so great too that they really got to focus on him for most of this movie. Like this is of the original trilogy characters. This is Han's movie. Yeah. Um, Snoke. Let's talk about Snoke for a minute. Man, those theories were so much fun for so long. Again, we'll keep some of those episode nine spoilers away for now, but. I love the way he looks in the throne room scene right off the get-go in that hologram. He's big, right? He's intimidating. I think this character is really well done, even though he was obviously inspired by Palpatine. But, uh, man, those theories were so so much fun for so long. Uh, Andy Serkis, who's the voice of Gollum, and so many others uh, just did an incredible job with it. Uh, talk me through your your thoughts on seeing Snoke. For I, the first I just time. I just remember thinking like, man, they did it again. They they gave me two menacing Sith Lords again. Like I just like they they you know they did it with obviously with uh, Palpatine in the in the original trilogy and then with Vader obviously and they they remake that with Palpatine and Darth Maul and then obviously with Anakin towards the end of that trilogy and they just nail it again. And in my opinion, maybe maybe this is the best duo that we get in in Episode Seven between uh, Snoke and Pal- or Snoke and Kylo Ren. It's just so again the questions we're watching this movie for the first time we don't know what we don't know what's going to come we don't at at the time when we're talking about this we don't know kylo ren's heritage we have no idea how snow grows to power i just remember thinking like man they freaking crushed it this is like a perfect menacing duo and i can't wait to figure out more about these characters i'm uh, go ahead tim no this is a very similar take but i would i would almost uh take a leap and call it a trio because Hux. I think one thing you don't think about is Hux. Freaking love Hux. That, I feel like that 100% pushes Kylo to the edge so many times of the pressure of, hey, you're not doing it right. General Hux, go destroy them. Yeah, there, like, there is that. that yeah, there's that. The, yeah, the I feel like there. the trio is just so strong because I feel like the reason Kylo Ren gets so mad is because General Hux is like pushing his buttons and competing with them, like and, and Snoke, which I feel like you don't have that. Snoke for sure pins them room. against each other sometimes. Too. Yeah, like he kind of has that, you know, that that pole. You know, he's the master puppet. Yeah, behind and all, yeah, all you're right. I feel absolutely. like it works so well. It works so well, and I feel like that's what pushes Kylo Ren to, to what we see later on in the movie is the constant pressure. Because just yeah. you know, if we think about the movie in my like a pers- pers- perspective of now, just you know, owning a business and running things, like your daily life has so much pressure. And sometimes that can, you know, overrun you. And I feel like we see that in Kylo Ren, that the pressure that Hansel, his father, he was taught by Luke Skywalker, the resistance, and then, you know, his heritage through his grandfather, just so much pressure on him. That's where you see all that rage. And I think it really develops the character to see him get so mad when stuff doesn't go his way or he doesn't get what he wants. And I I hate to say it, but you, I related with Kylo Ren in a lot of ways of how angry he got just because nothing was going his way. He wasn't getting what he wanted, you know? So, I mean, lots of pressure to perform, anger issues. Kind of sounds like Jack Eichel, if you ask me. <laughs> it, does. it does. Hey, update, no by the way. Idea. It's, uh, it's uh, three to four, by the way. Oh, wow. Is it really? Yeah. My phone's we're losing. blowing up. No, winning. Oh, we're losing. Yeah, right now. <laughs> um, For now. So, 
God, I had no idea where you were going with that. I was like, I know he's got something stewing here, but Jack, like, that's hysterical. Um, the Jack, like we know and love, is dead. Uh, yeah. Wow, yeah, Jim, really good point there with the three of them uh, because that again, obviously, this character is inspired by Darth Vader for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. But John, all the same people who say this is a, a New Hope retread. That's one of their points. Is oh, it's, it's Darth Vader like all over again? No, it's not. They're it's not, not even There's close different... to the same character. The Death Star is clearly bigger. <laughs> <laughs> there's divine. There's there's so much going on there, and what a great point you bring up. In the, at least in the movie context, we never see Darth Vader pitted against anybody. Yeah, he's Darth Vader is the supreme the job, guy, right? He, he chokes out. He 4K chokes chokes out the generals. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sure. worry about them taking taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Kylo, he's like he's this baby dark side guy he's Mm -hmm. newly over fallen so to speak from what he was doing and to see all of that play out with hux and hux is kind of maniacal little jabs here and there like hux you better watch where you're stepping buddy because that guy can mess you up um that's a great point we already talked about this a little bit too uh but let's go more in detail we got the big reveal right there that Kylo's father is Han Solo on the Millennium Falcon. We're talking about that. Uh, that's relatively quick. We're not super far into the movie when we get that. And I kind of like that they played that hand early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they gave you lots of time to, to wonder when that encounter was going to happen and when are, when are the rest of your protagonists going to figure that out because obviously they're, they're, riding with, they're riding with Solo, so they're, that, that's going to come up eventually. So that conflict's yep. inevitable. Um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I did, like, like you said, watching this in theaters the first time, did not expect that to come out in that conversation. No, and it, I, I just remember being like, what? Is Dad's on Solo? Like, yeah. uh, you could theorize, right? There's only sure. so many directions. But the no, confirmation but, like, is... It was a lot to to get there. Um, Also, in that conversation, I think this is super interesting. It's a little bit different for Star Wars lore. Kylo Ren says, by the grace of your training, I will not be seduced. Seduced to the light side. We've always been trained as fans, Star Wars lovers, to think the dark side is the thing that seduces you. He's trying to fend off the light. What a weird dynamic, right? Like, this character truly... I mean, there's some similarities again with Vader, but it's a different ball game here with this I, guy. I, I love yeah. it because it's like, man, you they they use this phrase a lot in Star Wars, especially in the first two trilogies, but they don't really show you how it makes any sense, or they don't really act on it. The balance of the Force, but really, is it a balance if you're just telling us the light side is what like, is is the better side? Like, where's the balance? Where where, where are the where's the balance in the Jedi if that you're not allowed to give in or draw from the dark side at all? So what does that balance really mean? This is kind of the first time we like see someone like struggling with both sides. I mean, I guess you saw that struggle with you know uh, with Anakin, but he was just you know downhill one way, never looking back. Yeah. <laughs> He's on that roller coaster. He was going downhill fast. Right, exactly. He was being pulled yeah. to the dark side, and you know, like Joe said, like it's very interesting to see Kylo being pulled towards the light side, and and we get that we get that personified in that moment on the bridge for sure. It's so interesting to to me that that line right there just changes the dynamic so much, and I guess the thought process there is that Snoke is is kind of as he's pushing him and pitting him against Hux, he's done the same to say like your grandfather was great, Darth Vader, but he really had a weakness for Luke Skywalker. He was pulled back to the light side. And there there's all of that there that he was kind of prompted um, to, to kind of push against. And I, I, it's such a fascinating character. We'll get more into him obviously over the next few episodes of this. 
back on the Falcon, uh, they accidentally turn on the game of Dejaric or, or chess, uh, and it turns right on where it left off for a new hope. Love yeah, that so little cool. thing. Yeah. Um, Han is talking about his, well, a few things there, but he's talking about the force. If you remember, of course, I love the, the 180 from this. In A New Hope, he's making fun of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he says, the Force, it's this hokey religion. It's a joke. I've got a blaster by my side. Here, he kind of looks at them, and he goes, it's real. The Jedi, all of it. And it's so touching because, of course, we know it hit so close to home, not just necessarily with Luke or even maybe Leia, but his son. He saw a full... Stop what can happen when things happen and go sideways with the force. I think that's a really nice kind of pivot there. We're, we're seeing Maz Kanata for the first time. We walk up to her castle. We see the so many flags. One of the, the most prominent ones there is the Mandalorian flag. Kind of cool. Uh, Maz looks great. I Dude. think that character is one of the best CG yeah. that we've seen anywhere. I freaking love Maz Kanata. And not spoilers, but I just wish that they did more with that character in the the rest of these movies. Maz is so cool. And this, this whole cantina scene is just awesome. Like, of course they're going to give us another cantina scene. And then they nailed that again too. Like so many different creatures. The music is different. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I agree. So good. And Lupita Nyong'o, of course, is, is the motion capture as well as the voice. Uh, You know her from Black Panther and many other movies. Uh, The next reveal. So we know Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son. We can kind of assume, but we don't know. The next piece of the pie is Kylo Ren talking to that mask, which, by the way, let's think back. We didn't see it in tonight's teaser, but the trailer, quote unquote, for Force Awakens, we see that twisted, half burned up remnant of Darth Vader's mask. And we see Kylo Ren talking to it here. Oh, I get chills every time I see that thing. What a beautiful callback to Return of the Jedi. Yep. How did he yeah. find that thing? I'd love to find that out someday. It's a story for a different day. That's right. Uh, constant yeah. theme here. Anyway, when he speaks to that mask, he says, grandfather. It's quick. You can miss it. I'm pretty sure I missed it during my original viewing of The Force Awakens. But uh, there you go. That's Princess Leia. Uh, You know that's the mother now. And you know that she was at least at some point with Han Solo. So they kind of layer this a little bit in. Yep. Constant teases. Again, we're going to stay away. I hate to say it again from episode nine spoilers. But... John and I talked about this in our our trip to other half throughout the movie. They throw it in your face. What girl? Who's the girl? She knows all this stuff about flying. She knows how to fix the millennium Falcon, like Han and Chewie can't, which is kind of funny by the way. Yeah. Uh, She can fight like it's nobody's business with that staff. She's got a nasty streak we've seen and she understands Chewie. There's a lot of hints here. And BBA. Because, and BBA. Because Finn doesn't yeah. understand BB8. He's just speaking at BB8. He says, I, I don't speak that. Like, yeah. If she's been stuck on Jack Who. How does she know all this stuff? Again, right. we're going to get into this, but I just was, they throw it in your face. They, they do it. They, they give you those, going on here. those, I mean, those comparatively are, are small little references and throwing that stuff in your face. And then the big one, she's drawn to that lightsaber at Maz's, uh, Maz's temple or yeah. Maz's, uh, Cantina there. Um, we just talked. Uh, is Obi Wan Kenobi <clears throat> in every movie? Isn't it Obi Wan who says it's both? Yeah, it, it's both versions of Obi Wan. Actually, it, it's uh, it, it's you and McGregor. Is he not in a movie? Is he in every every uh, movie? Any all of the nine? No. Which one is he? He's in one, two, three, not four, eight. five, 
So he's in seven. So he gets all the way up to seven. So he's in seven of the movies yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Right. The first seven of the Skywalker saga. The only person to be in all 11 Star Wars movies is Anthony Daniels. <laughs> Chad's favorite. C3PO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but let's talk about it. That's where I'm at anyway. How amazing and almost life-changing in Star Wars is that basement scene when she wanders in. By the way, we get the reveal of the Falcon. This, again, a peripheral. We get the lightsaber reveal. Oh my gosh. And I just was like awestruck there, but then she touches the lightsaber and things go sideways. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much to unwrap in that scene. It's so crazy. Like you mentioned, John, we got you and McGregor coming in to say Ray. We got Alec Guinness. They took a syllable from something he said in A New Hope and they, they combined them. So we got both Obi-Wan saying Ray. What a beautiful thing. We hear Yoda, we hear Vader, we see Cloud City, we see the Knights of Red. What's going on in this scene? Something happened Luke, in Ray's past. And you see yeah. Luke and uh, Luke and R2 and the, the burning down of the Jedi Temple, which you don't necessarily know too much about at the moment, but I think you had, you'd heard some stuff. I th- yeah, uh, so Han Solo talked about it on the Millennium Falcon, that Luke took a, a group of uh, Jedi and one of them turned, turned rogue, so... Oh, you see that, and I think at that point you start. I mean, you're, you can already easily draw the conclusion that Kylo is the one that you know was that. Right. So in that flashback, you already know that. So it's it's yeah, it's so good. You know what that flashback gave me vibes of? Because I I haven't played this until after I played. Um, God, why can't I think of what the Fall Star Order? Wars game Fallen Order? When he like at the beginning, when you have those little flashbacks, oh, of, Order sixty six and all that stuff, yeah, it was so awesome. Like I, I specifically think of the beginning when he's in the sub. Is it the sub? Uh, the train? Yeah, he's in the train. Maybe? He turns around. Where, like, and he's, he's in the hallway of a uh, star destroyer. Yes, it gave me so much. Like when he touches that lightsaber, that's all I thought of for sure. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, I, so. that scene is so good. It, it lays down so many hints to to what's we think is is what's going to be on the way there. Um, and of course, we get to see that lightsaber just it's just it's so awesome so nostalgic there um how about general hux's speech on star killer base dude what a what about passionate intense what a what a tone setter for the first order i mean obviously we've already had some of that on on the opening scene in jakku but man it's it's it's, they're different than the uh, the empire like this is like at least like Palpatine was operating under the ruse that he, you know, this was going to be the empire for everybody. And behind the scenes, he was doing the, the slaughtering and stuff like that. Like, man, the Hux in the first order, they're in your face about it. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of pretty nasty parallels to things that have gone on in this world. Yes, for sure. And the intensity there in which Dom Gleason, uh, who played Hux gives that speech. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like you are not going to mess with the first order. And there's the differentiation. Like you said, the empire is the empire is, is we're finding out in more Star Wars lore in comics and novels. A lot of it was behind the scenes here. They're, they're not playing, you know, three decades after return of the Jedi, they're trying to take over and enslave the galaxy. Pretty messed up. Um, the destruction of the planets. there, pretty intense right after that. We're on star killer base. Um, Starkiller, of course, was the original name of uh, the Skywalkers. So love that they get to bring that back. Starkiller also was a nod to the character from the Force Unleashed video games. Uh, and then the uh, the planet, the one planet you see get destroyed, where they kind of zoom in on the people there. That's the Senate. That's the New Republic Senate, and that's a planet called Hosnian Prime. 
uh, and Pablo Hidalgo, who's kind of like the scribe for Star Wars. He's one of 12 people on the Lucasfilm storyboard that tries to keep everything consistent in this new Disney canon. Uh, he said it was supposed to be Coruscant right there. It makes sense, right? Why would they not be right. on Coruscant? But Disney didn't want to because they wanted to use Coruscant for something later. Right. It's a stupid little throwaway. But at the same time, how meaningful would it have been if that was, in fact, Coruscant? Right. Yeah, I totally Just thought saying. it was the first time I saw it. Uh, the girl that they zoom in, the human female, uh, they zoom in close on. Uh, she is General Leia's senatorial apprentice who goes to the Senate session because Leia has other stuff going on with the resistance. You will never find that out in the movie, obviously, but from other books and all that, it kind of hits home a little bit harder when you rewatch that movie, knowing that, yeah. hey, Leia could have been there, but also this this innocent girl, well, many others, got thrown away by the First Order destruction there. Uh, we've been talking about it all all the time here, but Maz says when uh, Han says, where did you get that? She says, it's a good question for another time. And we never find out. How yeah. did Maz get the Skywalker lightsaber? It'll be a comic one day. We'll get something it on it. Yeah. Really hoping that would have been answered in, uh, in other movies, but it is yeah. what it is. I'll tell you, one of my top moments from this movie, it's Finn on the battlefield. He ignites that lightsaber, mm-hmm. and that hits like I've never heard a lightsaber ignite before in my entire life. Yeah, there's some bump oh f- to that, man. There's some bass to that. It's it's intense. It's so cool. That is awesome. And seeing Finn use that in action. I love seeing he, him use it. He's yeah. not polished, right? No, he he's doesn't, he doesn't polished. Like he sees swinging like a stick. He has no clue. And it's heavy, right? We established that. These things are kind of heavy again. It's like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, right after that, the resistance shows up and we get uh, John Williams flight of the resistance theme, a, a beautiful song that would make its way throughout the, the next few movies. Uh, Kylo Ren shows up. I call this new force power. Number two, he freezes Ray. Like she can't move. We at least don't see that really in other movies. We see a yeah. lot of other force powers, but here she's kind of like stuck, but she knows also what's going on. She's very yeah. conscious to, to me. It's not choking to, her either. to me, it was established because he did that with the bolt. Like it wasn't like a surprise. Like it wasn't like yeah. the introduction of that power. Cause he did that with the blaster shot. So I'm like, Oh yeah, he can just freeze shit. You know, and people are part of it. <laughs> did he freeze yeah. power? No, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Just, just sucked his memories out. I thought I he froze him when he froze right. the bolt. Were, I think you're right. He froze the bolt, then can't like. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe you're right. Poe maybe he froze like, Poe. Yes, you're, you're right. definitely okay. right. You're definitely right because Poe was shooting at him. I think he was like, yes. you know, in in. He didn't run away. He was formation. just like, uh, like, oh shit. Yeah, kind of thing. Yep, yep. Uh, almost cried seeing Leia and Han together. Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah. What a shot! Really cool. Them standing like like this far apart, um, and then Chewie coming in, giving her the hug because, of course, Han's not gonna. Uh, I'll tell you what, I love that 3PO entrance, man. It's so good. He just shows up and you're like, oh my gosh, all these characters that I love, they're here. Yeah, oh, that's great. It, no, it's, uh, it's, 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 you love to hate him, but it's <laughs> awesome. You, it's, you gotta love it. He's got the red arm. It, I think it's a, a good, well, again, merchandise, right? Merchandise. I think it's a good way for 3PO to be introduced. He's like, you probably didn't recognize me because of the <laughs> that red arm. arm. Yeah. yeah. And even, and even then, as he's like walking off with BB, he's like, I really have to look into getting my original arm reinstalled. <laughs> Yeah, it's, and and he says, "Excuse me, Prince General." Yeah, right, because we're all calling yeah. Princess Leia now. She's General Leia. Just, I think it's one of three PO's best scenes. Uh, Chewie hugs Leia, and then they say, uh, "I saw our son," and you're like, "Oh gosh, here we go. This is going to get emotional." 
Carrie Fisher's real life daughter, Billy Lord, uh, plays Lieutenant Connix. She's in all of these movies. That's always great to see. Uh, after she passed away and it was in the lead up to episode nine at one of the, I think, Star Wars Celebration, she got up on stage and delivered Princess Leia's speech that she gives in A New Hope that R2-D2 records that she's going to give to R2 to send off to Obi-Wan. She delivers it, and it's so touching. Look it up if you've never seen it. She looks just like her. It's so beautiful. Uh, Chewbacca and the nurse. <laughs> He's sitting there getting bandaged up. Yes, I love goes, this. You must be so brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <well, laughs> What's going on with the flirting is there? It's hysterical. I love yeah. Chewbacca. Uh, our, we get R2's entrance. They kind of like rip the sheet off of him. It's so sad. Again, he's like a puppy. The explanation is that he's down and out because either they can't find Luke or Luke doesn't want to be found or maybe yeah. both. Uh, I also love the sequence uh, right before Han leaves that Leia tells him when they're talking about getting Kylo back or Ben, I should say. Uh, Luke is a Jedi, but you're his father. They're still lighting him. I know it. Just the really nice uh, delivery from Carrie Fisher. Force power number three that I think is new, infiltrating minds. Kylo Ren does this in a way that we've never seen before. He doesn't just kind of read what's going on or change her mind. He kind of goes inside her brain there. It gets intense there. And he's so, I mean, he does it with Poe. That's how how he figures out that the the, the map is in BB-8. But he's he's so confident with that ability that he doesn't even think he needs the map. He literally just says, you saw it? I need you. It's all I need is you. I'll pull it out of you. Crazy. Turned out to be a flaw. Not to be an arrogant flaw for sure, but wow, dude! How great though! If if you haven't noticed this, Ray, of course, the Force awakens in Ray. She realizes that she can do this back. Something right. awakens, and the audio cues there are awesome. What a performance by Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley to make that come to life. You hear it kind of shoot back into Kylo's head, and then you hear almost like this this mix where they're meeting in the middle, like a tug of war. Right, and eventually it goes through, and Ray wins because she gets in his head. And not to be lost, that's the first time he takes his helmet off too. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was it. Yep, yep. So he's I've like got that right talking well. to a man in a mask, and he's like, "Yeah," he just pops it off. I love it. Just that shows too. it's awesome. So it's cool. just awesome, and it's, yeah. I love how when he sets it down, you can tell how heavy it is. Yes, the weight of it is really cool. And yes. I, just, I just remember thinking, like, man, this this new this new menacing character is so cool. The voice is awesome. Like, it's such a badass villain. Like, I wonder if they can pull this thing off without the mask. He takes it off, and Adam Driver's just as freaking menacing. It's just as good. His actual voice, like, he gets so low, he gets so intense. The the articulation, I mean, it's it's just so freaking good. And you don't know what's wrong with him. You would think that he has some type of deformity, and he doesn't. He's just a normal, he's a kid. normal kid. You know yeah. what I mean? So right. he's a kid who wanted to follow in the footsteps of his crazy grandfather, right? Like it's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, again, Star Wars lore, but when he sets that mask down, again, the weight, like you guys said, is awesome. You really hear it and feel it. Uh, you see the ashes there. I don't remember if this was a novel or a comic, but those are like ashes from his victims. Like this is oh, a messed geez. up, Damn. <laughs> right? Like what? That's when you awesome. see it again, you see kind of. Did like you the... read the Kylo comic? Yeah, I did. I uh, have it. I, I actually have the trade. I, I haven't read it. I want to. I should get to that. I know it's only a few issues. It's not too long. I do want to get there. I want to say that was a four part series, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, Marvel Comics, man, with Star Wars, they're they're on on fire. They've done some really good work since they took over that license again. Um. In the sequence where uh, Ray is uh, basically tied up 
she's she's the prisoner and the she's one on one with the stormtrooper. You guys know who that is, right? Yeah, Daniel you know Craig, right? There? Daniel Craig. Yep. Pretty freaking awesome. So that happened because 007, the movie that was filming for that series at that time, was happened to be on the same set. And of course, J.J. Abrams and Daniel Craig just happened to talk and he said, do you want to come play a cameo? So I'm, I'm so sad for the guy who actually had that role. Right, <laughs> but, right. Uh, they actually refer to this stormtrooper as FN007, which I think is pretty awesome. Oh, really? That's cool. That's, That's the, cool. like the canon name for him. It is. Uh, yeah, so good. Admiral Akbar, we get a little bit of him. His original actor is actually voicing him here as well. He did pass away shortly after this, unfortunately, but at least we're able to see him on screen one more time. Um, there's a, a pilot in the resistance. He's, he's an alien. He's kind of got like a long nose. His name is Elo Asti, which is supposed to be Hello Nasty, which is an album from the Beastie Boys. And JJ Abrams is a huge Beastie Boys fan. Oh, cool. And by the way, uh, BB-8 is named for the Beastie Boys, and there were eight Beastie Boys albums at the time of Force Awakens. Kind of cool. crazy. Um, funny moment. We're on Starkiller Base now, kind of the, the last portion of the notes here. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, they're talking about how to infiltrate stuff, and Finn's there, and he says that he was in sanitation. <laughs> I love that that was his role. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's, He's not, not a sane janitor. I was, I was in sanitation. <laughs> I love though because that fits in to the story of why that was his first real battle, right? For sure. Yeah. So because he was in sanitation. Yep. (laughs) And Harrison Ford's sanitation—it's so good. And then Finn goes, "We can use the Force, like they can all just use it." And he's like, "That's not how the Force works." And then Chewbacca grunts that he's cold. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, you're cold. It's so good. It's yeah, so it's, good. It's really awesome. What, what I mean, like, what a cool. I don't know. Like, you, you almost, you're, you're, you're almost worried that like this new cast of characters isn't going to work well with the with the OG cast, and just to see see them all mesh together, at least just with with Han Solo, is, is so freaking good. I love how they set Finn up to be like the next Han Solo in some ways, like sure. the comedic aspect, and a lot of what he does reminds me of stuff that even like on at the beginning making the comments like i need a pilot like talking like that's stuff that i would envision han solo doing you know what right. i mean so yeah it, it's funny you say that i always imagine poe dameron is the the new han solo but yeah you know, i would say i would say also similar yeah but a lot. obviously more scream time for finn so uh in this movie at least <laughs> yeah so uh captain phasma by the way really cool character uh i know some people have a problem with her because they either felt she was underutilized or just not yeah, what is know. with Stop I don't with like that, that I like this is like the epitome of one of the gripes I don't get with Star Wars in general. It's like Star Wars comes out with a cool character and it, it's it's well designed and all of a sudden you just think like they have to use this thing forever and it has to be a main character with this incredible backstory. Like it, it fit perfectly. It was awesome. I get like it was a really cool design and the armor was cool, but what more did you want from Phasma? We already had Kylo Ren and Snoke and, and Hux. Like did you, I mean, sure, rewrite it and Phasma plays Hux's role, but Hux, I don't know, Hux had a, a very unique, you know, element to his role, so Desmond was a wimp. Yeah, right. Medicine at first, especially early on Jakku, but, you know, it's just... Oh, yeah, let me undo the shields. Uh-huh. Like, it's just... To me, it's like my only... Yeah. Yeah, my only I... grape, like, oh, you want me to do the shields? Oh, okay. Sorry. And then it's like, what are you going to do now? You're going to die. And they're like, uh, put it on a garbage chute. <laughs> the trash compactor thing is yeah. pretty great. Yeah, it's I, good. Harrison Ford lights up like the rest of us in the yeah. audience. We're really... It right. was great. And of course, Finn knows the answer because he worked in sanitation. Yeah. <laughs> His chemistry with Harrison Ford there is great because he just goes, 
Yeah. Is there trash compactor? He goes, yeah, there is. Yep, so it's, good. It's really good. Uh, so her armor, by the way, again, just as another Star Wars lore bit, uh, that is supposed to be from Palpatine's old Naboo Royal uh, Starship. Would yep. you remember Padme had one? Is that kind of shiny material from the prequels. That's a, a nice little tie-in. We talked about in episode three, there was a lot of symbolism with the sky, whether there was sun or cloudiness or pure darkness based on what was going on in Anakin's head. There's a little bit of that going on with Kylo Ren as well. A lot of uh, anyway, that going on with Kylo Ren. I would say almost every scene you see him in until the bridge scene, you are going to see light. You're going to see red and blue, or you're going to see light and dark. Like it is, it is masterfully done. And we talked about it uh, with episode three, how like sure that stuff is there, but because of the fact that they're not on a practical set and I can't see like light off this actor, like and it's just kind of like a visual mess that that those cues didn't really hit for me. I mentioned that in that episode. Man, they are very, very apparent here, and it is very well done. The practical effects and the lighting and I mean, the technology of its time it helps a lot for sure. I know we didn't talk about it, but one thing we did skip over in my head that really hit home for me is when they first came to the planet and raised like, I never didn't know there was so much green. Just yes. how beautiful that whole thing was. And even like when the, the they started fighting and like the X-Wings coming down so close to the water, like it was just to me that was like, this is yeah. like what I've been waiting for, for to see like a modern day Star Wars it just was awesome. Yeah, so, just to see Ray so like starry-eyed and hopeful like mm-hmm. we were when this movie came out. Yeah. Getting the X-Wing, you know, they're so close to the water. That's a beautiful oh. sight. Uh, I did have yeah. it as a note. I got rid of it, but Han Solo's reaction to Ray <laughs> and just kind of like rolling his eyes when she's like, yeah. I didn't know there was so much green. Yeah. Man. Uh, anyway, the, the quote on Starkiller Base is the X-Wings start r- swooping in from the resistance uh, from Poe. As long as there's light, we still have a chance, right? Because it's, it's sucking in the sun. That's the whole kind of science behind how Starkiller Base powers up here. Uh, the reveal on the bridge when Harrison Ford yells his son's name and it's Ben. I love that tie. And again, I know some people had a problem with it because they're like, oh, you know, they didn't really know Ben Kenobi. Shut up. I don't give a crap i love that his name is ben oh for it's sure perfect. star wars royalty you know oh no doubt and it, it, it makes sense too i don't know i like it, it's when you when you're naming somebody or something like a pet or something you're not always naming it after something you're paying homage and respect to it doesn't have to be like you know this person was right. so important in my life specifically like that, that you know i'm naming it after like it's my father it's just it's, it's a little homage like i don't know you don't people yeah. take things too seriously even in real life all the time, for sure. And it's funny because it's like, guys, come on. At the end of the day, this is this is a movie. But um, yeah, I, I, talking about chemistry too with uh, Harrison Ford. Great chemistry with Adam Driver. Let's talk about that sequence. We're out on the bridge. Uh, we've got the light signals, as John just kind of mentioned. When we first see them, there's blue and red. Blue and red, by the way. Oh my gosh. Not just like the sunlight. But Not just light and, and dark. On- very yes. clear blue and red coming yep. from you know coming from the the fire from the planet and then the blue from the the undertones of the ship. It's just so well. It's just perfectly, perfectly shot. And just slowly, slowly that red that red takes over. It it does. It goes totally red. You see the the mind flip there. There are so many theories on on why Kylo Ren was doing this. Um, I just remember when that happens and their whole exchange. It's it's just so heartbreaking and beautiful that Han Solo became a father. And a good father almost, even though he was a bad father at times. Sure. At the end here, he's he's trying to get his son back. He tells him, We miss you. We want you back home. And the the pain in Ben slash Kylo's face is real. But it actually happens, even though you knew something was gonna happen. I don't care. It's still 
made me jump because I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this oh, is how Han Solo dies. That was shocking not to be over the line here, but that that was crazy. Right. Yeah. Just saw Han Huge Solo moment. Die. Huge moment. And Chewie's scream, beautifully executed by the, the effects team there. The I want to talk about the bowcaster. Because again, people are talking about oh, Kylo Ren in the lightsaber fight. Is, oh, he's this wimp. He's not this tough guy. He's going against a stormtrooper and then a girl who never held a lightsaber. But you know what? He just took a shot from Chewie's bowcaster, which right. we just saw 20 minutes earlier throw three stormtroopers flying 20 feet. Sure. He hits it in his side and it's like it almost nothing happened. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he's bleeding and he's, he's, it's, he's very, very clearly impacted by that. But we also we've just been told how emotional and how and how uh, arrogant Kylo Ren is. So he's he's very much fighting based on emotion and he's arrogant. And he's making mistakes. He's wielding his lightsaber with one hand, like slashing it with emotion. Like I never understood the argument with that and with that, you know, that scene. Oh, how come Ray can, you know, Ray and Finn can hold up against Kylo Ren. Are you watching the same movie? Like it's very clear that he's struggling. He's also injured. Both of the, yeah, exactly. They, they go hand in hand. Yeah. There, there's a, it, the movie tells you everything you need to know there. Yeah. And it yeah. all makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly my sentiment, John. What movie are you watching? Right. And right. he Probably. still very clearly gets the best of Finn. Finn is only ever really defending himself for the most part. Like, and how, how did you know how to use a lightsaber? It's a stick. You block right. the other stick coming at you. Like, you don't have to be He's trained. defending himself almost the entire time. You don't have to be trained as a Padawan to, to realize that when, you know, when the death blade comes, put your, put your death blade up to stop it. Like, come on. Right. What are you looking for here? You don't let him just stand there and get struck down instantly? If only Chris Rock would have realized that the other night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at that point, what's funny is I felt like I was so engrossed in this. I had no sympathy for Kylo Ren as a person. I did when he had that pain, but when he puts the lightsaber in a Han's stomach, I'm like, I don't like this character's a jerk. Go do what yeah. you got to do. It wasn't like a sympathetic guy like Darth Vader to me. We'll get to more of where that character develops in the, the next few episodes. But I just remember being totally turned off at that point and being like, no, no, screw this guy. Wow. Yeah, He's a that, it didn't hit for me at all. To, to, for me, I always felt that conflict and I always still felt that there was still, you know, there was, there was still Kylo left in there. And even, even if not, like, it, you know, just very conflicted character. I never I was I was never full flip on Kylo. I was, albeit briefly, we'll say. Uh, the duel. I think this is one of the best duels in, in Star Wars, even though it's not the fanciest. Um, it's so different. It, it's such a different how, approach. Yeah, it's very different. I, how about Adam Driver screaming traitor at Finn? Oh my gosh, it's so good. Like They all know that this guy left and they're out to get him and make sure that he doesn't forget about it right it's so intense yeah but, but that just to me that speaks to the the state of mind of kylo ren at the at this moment he's supposed to be this leader he's supposed to be this authority figure this most powerful guy but he, he's standing in the woods screaming at a random grunt who turned on them really like that's not that's not a leader right there that's not somebody who who's powerful and in their right mind and who's not you know who, who's not properly acting on emotion like he, he's all over the place he's a scrambled mess that's that's exactly right, and he's not a finished product either, which I love. Even though he's got kind of that those chosen one genes in him. Yeah. Uh, the the goosebumps maybe the moment we'll talk about it in a minute, but when the lightsaber flies past him, gets into Ray's hand, and you mm -hmm. hear the Force theme from John Williams start up. What are you thinking at that point? Ray gets the lightsaber. Like, are I'm you? I'm thinking. I can't believe they copied this scene from Endgame. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Going, could have could have swore it's going right to Thor. Then all of a sudden, nope, fake out. It's going to Cap Captain America. Right. I, don't, I just can't believe they stole that scene. I don't 
know that the timeline matches up there, but I have to research it. Oh, no, uh, we don't watch in yeah. timeline order. We watch in release order. That's why you're confused. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. Um. It's man. It's so special. She gets that the the fight after. I love by the way because they're they're two kids who are not fully trained in the Jedi arts. They're she's, going at each other with rage. She's very clearly just flailing. Like she is like just jabbing one hand like overhand. Like the the choreography, the lack thereof, I guess. But I mean, it, oh, like every it, time it, she like swung, it was like starting with like a jab, and it was right. like it, it transforming. Was, it it was bad. Else. It was bad. And like, you know, like, Ky- oh Kylo's God. injured, and he's on the defense, and he's emotional. So that's you know, it's they're yeah. they're a match at this point. But again, they're not. Kylo is besting everybody in, in all of these scenes. It's not until um, the the mental aspect of it comes into play where where Ray actually gets the upper hand. Yeah. So the Force Awakens novel tells us right before Ray gets the upper hand and starts doing some damage that uh, Snoke is in her head telling her to kill him, much like Palpatine did back in the day with Anakin to kill Count Dooku. Uh, so kind of interesting there. Obviously, we don't see that in the movie. Uh, but I also love that she gives uh, Kylo Ren the scar that kind of lines up with what Anakin had. A little bit more symmetry there. They have yeah. that scar in their you know, over their, their eye there. Uh, would Leia and Ray embrace? They, they hug each other after she comes off the Falcon, looking like she doesn't know where to go. She doesn't know anybody. And Leia should be mourning Han, but she's still making other people feel better. What a special right. scene there. Yeah. What a, oh, those two hugging. Man, that hits me in the feels for sure. Hitting off, leading off the movie here. Uh, Chewbacca nods over to Ray as they're in the Millennium Falcon cockpit and kind of tells her, yeah, you got this. You're, you're the pilot now. Uh, just kind of his nod of approval, so to speak, as the legendary figure in that cockpit along with Han. Yep. And they take the trip to the island, to Octu. What a buildup before we see that big reveal at the end. Guys, yeah. what? How perfect was that? It was the first awesome. amount of time watching her climb, circle that island, the musical buildup. Oh my gosh. The scenery, like just this island in the middle of nowhere with the crash waves and the green. And, you know, she's, she's got that bit of a swagger. She, you know, she's, she's been through some stuff and she's, she's figuring this whole, this whole Jedi thing out a little bit. And she's, you know, man, she's ready to, ready to talk to Luke and get some training. But uh, what, what, what a perfect way to end this movie. I'm glad they did it this way. I mean, people, I think were upset that Luke wasn't in this more, but, and this was a, this was a really, really good way to end it. It ended and I was like, I want to watch more. Like, I don't want it to stop. Yeah. It was just, why can't it be like Batman and make it three hours, three, (laughs) three hours or more. My phone blew up. Like I thought something was wrong with it. It was like vibrate just constantly. People were texting. My cousin was in the same theater, like not with us, but just happened to be, I had so many friends who saw it that night and they, we all knew each other's time. So we knew we were getting into spoilers, right? But I'll never forget my cousin Jeremy texting me just in all caps. Awesome. And he was someone who was taken out of Star Wars fandom when the prequels hit. He's a little bit older than me. And I get it. I totally get that. But he was all in at the end of this movie and just a thunderous applause, right? That ripped through my theater when that movie ended. Star Wars was back. Right. Oh, my gosh. It was. What it was, was it like, such, John? Did you such an experience. Absolutely. It, it was. It was the exact same situation. It just like again, I, I was fresh, man. This was my first Star Wars experience, and like, not only was Star Wars back, it was back in such a cool freaking way. That movie was awesome. Um, oh, special. We 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 talk about you know 
the way this was perceived, you know, early on, and it was it was pretty overwhelmingly positive. I mean, you got you had people talking about the the comparisons to A New Hope, but it was pretty clear from anybody who had any interest in Star Wars for the most part that like this was a good direction. Like people were pretty freaking happy with this, even those people who thought it was a safe yeah. bet. Like they were pretty happy with it, and, I, and we talked a little bit about this a week ago, Joe. But like to watch this movie through the filter and seeing to see the way Disney has handled Star Wars in the last couple of years and to see that see their first approach with it and how their first approach was like so anti-prequel the first line of this movie is this will begin to set things right like they were so shunning those prequels and very clearly going practical and, and going back to what made you know the original trilogy Star Wars Star Wars and then to kind of see them lean away from that and, and, and bring bring those prequel elements back in over the, the last couple of years and you know we got a so- live action Ahsoka Tano and we're getting we're getting uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back it's just so interesting to watch from that perspective like they were so fixated on this one goal of like wash away the prequels sure they're canon but like we're not going back there and they, you know they muddy the waters a little bit in some fans perspective with the with the next two films and it's just been such an interesting ride and to just go back to 2015 and to see and to put yourself in that 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 perspective of this is their first crack at it it's so it's so interesting to see how things have changed i don't think a single thing could have gone better with this this movie it's no. reception and dude star wars i mean star wars is always star wars but this was it's never been hotter when force awakens dropped it was it was more than must see tv like you had to get to the theater as many times as you could had a day off going to the theater like can't wait till it comes on digital can't wait till it hits on blu-ray gotta see it again 3d release six months later going again like it was there it was the topic it was who's raised parents can you believe this is what happened with kylo ren we got han solo we got princess leia what's gonna happen with luke skywalker in the next movie there was so much dare i say this was perfectly executed it could not have gone better for disney i totally agree with you i totally agree with you man this is like in the swing of the mcu we're just starting to realize that the mcu is like something really freaking special and like wait a minute we're gonna get two pillars now like star wars is doing it too Ah, it was such, what a good what what a what a bright time it was to be in 2015, man. Oh, man, I I just it's some of my favorite fandom ever. Just thinking back to my time during this movie. If we if we never get it again, that's okay. And if they somehow strike gold a second time or or whatever release that looks like, damn. I think this is the biggest cliffhanger uh minus minus Infinity War to Endgame, I'll say. Right. Uh for me where it was what is happening with Luke? What are going to be the first words that come out of his mouth? Yes. Does, does he embrace Ray? Does he, is he standoffish? What happens? Obviously we know what happens with last Jedi, but how much fun was it for the next two years thinking about what was going to happen? Two freaking years, man. Like it just dominated. It dominated pop culture. It, it, there was, there was no, there's almost nothing else to talk about for two years, man. You and I talk about how much uh, I've loved Infinity War and how I thought about that movie really, no joke, every single day for the next year till Endgame came out. This was me with Force Awakens yeah. until Last Jedi came out. Even Rogue, Rogue One comes out and I love it, but it's 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 not the story. This it's just is just hold me over here. It, yeah, Wait, so, exactly. And what order does Rogue One come out next? Like, yeah. where is? Oh, it's next. Yeah, it's yeah. next. So they were going to do these spinoffs every every other year in, in between the big releases. Yeah. And then Solo kind of doesn't do great for a number of reasons. And then uh, 
obviously you end with episode nine and they're like, hey, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, because I mean, uh, it was well documented yeah. that uh, Kenobi was supposed to be the, kind of that third pillar in between episodes eight and nine. That, that was supposed to be that next movie. I wrote an article in early 2016, not long after Force Awakens comes out, and it's how Boba Fett, uh, the movie was confirmed. Right. Yep. Boba Fett, they, Solo, they, 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 they had all this stuff. I mean, like, on top of that, all the, all the freaking trilogies they announced with, the, you know, uh, Weiss and Benioff from Game of Thrones, uh, Ryan Johnson had his own trilogy. Didn't they give, uh, even before Mandalorian, wasn't Favreau supposed to get a movie? I don't even, maybe, I don't know. I, I may have just made that up, but... <laughs> maybe. God, Kevin Feige is still on track to get a Star Wars movie, by the way, if we're talking Marvel, but... That might be uh, what I'm thinking crazy. of. That's gotta be what I'm yeah. thinking of. He is uh, still... Uh, at least from what we've heard, ready to go on that. But uh, not much further to go here on this episode of Star Wars Reviewed. We want to get to a few last bullet points before we rank this thing. <laughs> oh, mama. Uh, how many times have you seen this movie? Uh, so I, I had my wallet up. I was, I was looking at my tickets. Five in theaters. I think that's a theme for me for movies that I just absolutely adore. I think I've seen a bunch of things five times, like uh, Infinity War, Endgame, everything we talk about here. But five times in theaters and at, at least... 10 to 12 more since then uh again all all you uh, if you listen to our shows mc reviewed star wars reviewed there are movies that i i won't sit down and watch unless it's a meaningful rewatch um but that doesn't mean that i won't watch a lot of times if, if it's great uh star wars episode 7 is one that just never gets worse I, I never i never tire of anything in this movie it's always like it's always rewatchable and again it's still always that experience where i'm not just going to throw it out in the background i am sitting down to watch this thing so i'm I'm probably up to up, up, up to 17 to 20 or something like that it's absolutely must see sit down focus turn the lights off tv uh john i'm totally with you there um man tim how, how many times have you seen this you think three times there you go i like, I like it i For watched me- it uh the first time and the second time before i watched episode eight okay and this is my third time just now so this is um this is my go-to for a number of reasons even when we started mcu reviewed two years ago it was always in the back of our heads that we were going to do star wars and i was like i can't wait to talk about force awakens again i just can't wait for an excuse to talk about it uh for me i believe i we talked about this john that i saw it four times in theaters saw it uh preview night which is opening night uh, me and my buddy tj went the next morning because we both had off we're like yeah we're gonna go again uh i want to say i saw imax not too far after and then in mid-january i had to just get it one more time in before it came to home video uh i'm not surprised if i've seen this 40 times yes (laughs) i've sat and watched it so many times oh my gosh my, I saw my, Josiah's pool girl in the chat before. Right, she's like, yeah, for sure. So my, my dates for this in theaters were Thursday the 17th, 10.30. That was my IMAX 3D. That was opening night. Uh, I saw it the next day, Friday the 18th at 12.55. Well, matinee there. Then I was December 23rd, uh, Christmas Eve Eve, 7.30. And then we made it to December 30th, New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, and then I took a little, bit, a little break and saw it again on January 9th. Nice. Dude, it's so funny you say that. I swear I saw it on January 9th. I don't know why that uh, date sticks with me. You gotta find uh, these so stubs. I know, I know. And I found my physical stub. I was uh, showed a picture before. My uh, my physical stub for the IMAX is in my Force Awakens uh, Blu-ray copy. That's cool. And I, ne- and I never idea. do that. I never that's do that. Idea. I don't know why I did that. Actually, it was. Yeah. I remember it was sitting in my car for months because that Blu-ray obviously didn't come out for months. I just remember sitting it in my little change cup in my car. It was just, I just remember it being there and I just never threw it out. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm not throwing this out. I don't know why. I'm sure I'm not going to keep it forever, but whatever. And then all of a sudden I go to Best Buy, I pick up that Blu-ray, get in my car. I'm like, 
Oh, this is freaking perfect. <laughs> that that is perfect. Um, yeah, a lot of times for me, obviously. There, uh, how many? Um, or excuse me, who would you say your your favorite character performance is in this movie? If you could, you could pick one. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna go with Ray. Ray Ray's Ray's real. What a really cool introduction. Um, we we talk about the very beginning of this movie, not not the first scene, but basically the second scene. We get her introduction. Um, it's just part of how well this movie is paced. Just back in that the filter of 2015. Not knowing what this what what the future holds for Ray was just so much fun, and I, I thought her character was just uh, was was perfectly like ignorant, and she was so tied to coming back to Jakku. She's like, I gotta get back to Jakku. I'd love to take this job in the Falcon, but I gotta go back. I'd love to go to fight the resist or you know fight with the resistance, but I gotta go back. My family's gonna be there, and even after seeing that vision and hearing from Maz Kanata that your family's not coming back, and maybe your real family's you know ahead of you, she's still you know steadfast on it's not happening. Um, so just to see there, you know, her stubbornness slowly evolve into realizing like, man, something more is happening here. And I, I'm going to play a pretty special part in it. Uh, just incredible acting by Daisy Ridley. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, how do you not talk about Ray? Dude. Yeah. Uh, she is my character as well. I'll pick a different one for my discussion, but you nailed everything there. By the way, Daisy Ridley's first movie. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Her first movie, and this is what it is. Uh, she skyrocketed to being tied for being my my favorite Star Wars character alongside Yoda with this performance. It's unbelievable. Tim, if you could name one, who's who's your your guy or gal for this? Uh, I really struggled because I love Ray. Obviously, who doesn't love Ray in this movie? I loved Finn a lot. A lot of people yeah. don't love Ray in this movie, but <laughs> uh, uh, well, I do. I'm one of the few. Uh, we call those people jerks. You know who I really love yeah. in this movie? I love Chewbacca. I All feel right, like he's a super underrated. He's the ultimate best friend. He's the guy that... <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that's really true because like, yeah. you see his heartbreak yeah. after he sees Han die, and he will literally do whatever he can to not only revenge for him, but do what they set out to do. And just like little pieces throughout the movie, and he's the person who steps in at the end to guide Ray on the path. Like he, he steps up and I like him a lot. I, my number one was Ray, but um, this is my second. I think I, I thought about that this between, I want to pick someone a little off the realm of the main character. Yep. Number two behind that was Poe. I love Poe. So yeah, dude. And uh, so Chewbacca is played by Jonas Suetamo, younger actor. First time um, that it wasn't Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew did play him in, in a few sit down scenes, but his his knees had issues later in life, so that's why he had that character. But dude, you're right. And think about his interactions. Like he, we say he hugs Leia. Uh, also shooting Kylo Ren. Don't you think he he would he should have aimed for the head? But isn't a part of you in the back of your mind like this kid grew up on the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Like maybe he holds back. It's just it's very emotional when you think about it that way. So great good. pick there. Thank you. Thank I, you. Thank you. Man, it's hard to to just really nail down one character, and I'm gonna go. I have to go with Harrison Ford's Han Solo rendition here. I love old man Han. I think it's it's the best version of Han that we get, despite the awesome stuff that we got from the trilogy. See, uh, J Mac in the chat giving us the same answer. Um, could have gone Kylo Ren with his performance from Adam Driver. Ray is amazing, but I'm gonna go with Harrison Ford. I love his mix of kind of realism of being jagged and the uh the humor element i think it's all just so good 
Yeah, it's it's tough to go wrong with that pick. I, I certainly would have gone yeah. Kylo for my second. Uh, I think that when I think about this movie, all I think about is Ray and Kylo. Sure, there's so much more to it, but I mean, man, I just I just put myself back in the 2015 shoes and thinking about those two characters and thinking about the the, the rest of the trilogy we were about to see with these two kind of being at the helm, um, the mystery that went into who Kylo was beforehand. Those those are my two favorite for sure. But it's tough to go wrong in this movie. There's really not a performance yeah. that doesn't uh, that doesn't fit and doesn't serve a pretty pretty important purpose. See, I, I go back to 2015 Josiah and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm watching Han Solo in a brand new movie. I never thought right. I'd get this. Yeah. Um, second choice would be Luke. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that moment of the movie. Hey, three what, seconds. Wasn't there, isn't there a, a, a stat that Luke has more screen time in episode three than he does in episode seven? <laughs> Luke, Luke Skywalker as a baby being like taken from Padme. I, th- I thought I saw, I mean, like a tweet back in 2015 that Luke was on screen longer in episode three than he was in episode seven. Dude, I bet you're right with that. That's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. What What's that moment in the movie for you? Whether it's a quote or there's somebody to choose from, right? But like the the moment that that hits you most. What What do we go to Tim first for this one? Oh man, I like uh, the scene between Ray and uh, Kylo when she finally come like kind of awakens the Force between the two of them. I just I love the whole transition. You first see Kylo Ren without his helmet off. You see them back and forth, and you finally see her to start to realize like. Okay, like Game I can on. do this. You know what I mean. So, I think that's when for me it starts to turn a little bit, and you you start to see a lot of it. So, love it, John. What do you got? The opening scene of Jakku for for sure for me. Just just what to, a sequence. Oh, just to get the introduction of BB-8, and you get Poe Dameron and Laurie Santeca with that that line. You know, this will begin to make things right. You just slowly establishing like, oh man, like they're really they're really going all in on this. Like the practical effects are here. This is really cool. On a desert planet, at that point, maybe we weren't too over uh, overindulged in desert planets. We're kind of excited to be back on one. Then um, all of a sudden, Kylo comes back down, or comes down. The music, the entrance, the the, the there's the presence of of that character, and you know, just off the bat, realizing that they just nailed this this antagonist once again. Um, just all the questions I have about who he is, and you know, Santek is asking, you know, proposing those questions. He's talking about the, the the your family, and you didn't you didn't rise from the dark side like the uh, the First Order did. All that stuff is so good. Um, it's just the perfect setup for this movie. Not to mention the stormtrooper stuff. That first shot, that intense, you know, the flashing lights of the stormtroopers, yeah. the fixation on Finn, like we talked about. Um, you know, seeing, you know, we, we we would have never thought we would get like a, a humanizing shot of a stormtrooper, you know, in the middle of a battle, who's like very clearly scarred by what's going on the the swipe of the blood the not shooting the blaster just everything was just a perfect tone setter it's just like confirmation that i was in for such a fun ride yeah dude i'm so happy you mentioned that i was gonna bring it up if you didn't this we didn't talk about it the stormtrooper sequence you see them there's the quick flash on the shuttle beforehand yeah and it wasn't the trailer and i remember just everyone being like oh my gosh they've got like the tier i basically yeah. uh, portals on the helmets uh, which fixes a lot. Uh, it's funny if you think about it, but like again, just it differentiates these first order stormtroopers, and then again to be like, oh my gosh, we're watching stormtroopers in action for the first time. And like, the, inten- the intensity of that scene too. It's like they're they're. I think they're like very clearly drawing homages to like D Day and, and people on you know like the you see shots in movies like Saving Private Ryan where like they're on the boat, like they're going towards a battle, and like there's some impending doom happening. And I feel like they're you know very clearly trying to make the, draw those parallels as they you know did earlier with or later with other world war ii uh imagery you know not a theme in this movie but it's something that they're not shying away from war right it's called star wars yeah george lucas's uh vision for this was rooted in in american history for what it's worth 
Um, moment for me is when Ray catches that lightsaber at the end and realizes that she can, in fact, use the Force. She calls it to him. That I wrote this huge article on it. It was, it was called Sky Caliber. Look it up. It's on the Geekiverse.com. And it talked about how that lightsaber had a little bit of a mind of its own. It did not want to go to Kylo Ren. It wanted to go to Ray, And it's so special. And again, to hear that John Williams Force theme build up, get goosebumps thinking about it again back in the theater no one knew totally what was happening there ray's got the force but man i'll tell you what we were all giddy it was opening night madness so so awesome uh so we'd love to hear what your favorite moment is i know we've got a lot going on in the chat twitch.tv slash the geekiverse but if you're watching this back check us out and leave your comment below youtube.com slash the geekiverse <sighs> it's time it's time. time. We're going to pass this over to John. We are going to give you the officially official Star Wars rankings. You can't argue with it. It's official, folks. You, you so, can't. John, take it away. So, we, we, we're through the first first two trilogies. We've got them up here. So, you're you're stuck with them. We got episode... I'm sorry, not episode, but number one, we've got uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Number two, A New Hope. Number three, Revenge of the Sith. Number four, Return of the Jedi. Number five, Attack of the Clones. Number six, Phantom Menace. I did not... However, create a new a, uh, text entry for this movie. Uh, so we are <laughs> duplicating. Why is that keep happening? One second. No, Josiah. Good. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I like these rankings. I, uh, like it's, again, end of the day, it's Star Wars. I feel like how, how could you go wrong? Well, I'm sure but 99% of it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're about to be told how wrong we can go. Well, bring it on let me tell you um so i think the big surprise for people so far will be that revenge of the sith is above an original trilogy film yeah we, we um, got some we got some hate for that we got uh we, we threw out I a tweet care. i back it oh me too i mean we, we had a whole discussion on it watch that episode we we i think i don't very, regret it no me either we're, we're very clear on it um we, uh, I, we threw out a tweet from our, our, our geekiverse account not really related to the or to the star wars review just uh what are some of your your controversial star wars opinions and i got a couple telling me that like there are no good prequels like star, episode three is not as good as people like it, it's just as bad as the first two and i just you know i i refrain from really getting too into the weeds about those conversations people can yeah. if, if you want to hate stuff hate stuff man i i found it i found peace with loving the prequels and i it's it's a lot more fun that way i'll tell you that damn um, straight embrace it get exactly into it. just it's star wars it's a movie about space and like magical gravity uh Tim, midichlorians and in trade blockades Sorry, right i was exactly. not helping your argument there no you're not Go ahead. I, we gotta start with tim here we gotta start with tim um where where, where where's your head at where's your head at with this how far am I going? Just on the Phantom Menace is the first just, one. Am I going to ask? Just no. Just go for it. I mean, Joe, you have a different idea. Go ahead. Okay. No, starting I, point. Can I, I'll, can I, I'll 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 start where I'll I'll give I'll give it some uh, some preface. I kind of have an idea of where I might want to put it, but um, I'll start by putting it over. Obviously, Return of the Jedi for me. Okay, that's obvious for you. You would you so you would put it over yeah. an original trilogy movie, which is saying yeah. a lot, I think for If I put Revenge of, of the Sith over it, I have to put The Force Awakens over that. <sighs> that that's a, that, that's a uh, that's a that's a And me um, saying that should give you an idea of how I feel about this uh this in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So, but that's that's where I struggle. So you so you you're saying you're pretty confident you would go above Re- Revenge of the Sith and you would sit this at 3 yeah. for sure, but your struggle yes. would be do you think it's better than A New Hope? Yes. 
Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear the comments on this on Force Awakens versus New Hope. Oh, it's the same movie. Yeah, Shut what's up. the point? Why do you even have them? Yeah, come on, grow up. <laughs> grow up. Watch the movie. But uh, I definitely think out of out of all those other movies, this is the first one, and I think part of it is because it's so modern. Definitely adds a lot of value, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and it just it just looks so nice. It's so well done. You know, it to me, it's um. Uh, that that holds a lot of uh, value to me. So okay, so I'll give you give you some time to think about that, Josiah. Would you put this above A New Hope? I mean, I'm guessing you want to put it above all the other ones. Is anyone disagreeing where I have it right now? Well, no, no let's, I'm let's, good. Let's okay. go line by line. We'll go line by line. It's at, it's at three right I'm now. Good with, yes, I'm, that's our starting point. As yeah. we typically do, right? John usually has a good sense of that. We, Tim, you had a good idea here. Uh, I I would rank it above A New Hope. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. I, I also would. So I, I also yeah. would put this above a new hope. So, uh, Tim, your vote no longer matters at this point. But For what it's worth, I probably would have put it above a new hope. Okay, so you're, you would have. You're on the, it is worth. It's worth a lot. It's still alive. Yeah. It's worth a lot. Yeah. So you, so you would have done it too. Wanna, I didn't want to ruin that because. Well, I mean, it me, does. A new hope is good, but it's it, that it, first movie. It always hits different for me, but. Like I said, there's just a lot of value in a modern movie now, and I, you know, it's. Uh, you know, you know uh, something that came out when I was really into it. So right for sure. Again, are we are we biased because we were in our you know formative yeah, if not, not if, say if, that. if not adult years when we're seeing this movie? So we're looking at it through a much different filter. We've got we've got nostalgia behind us. There's a lot going. You know, there's a lot going for us here. Um, but Tim, now actually it does matter when you're where your vote lands because you could possibly move it up uh, if one of us doesn't because you're you're on board here. Um, Again, another another just to way to combat that argument. Oh, they're the same movie. Okay, well, what does a New Hope do better then? If they're the same movie, what is what does a new what does a New Hope do better? So why do you think that one's better? Right. What, I feel what, like you see way more action in this too. It just oh for sure they're very overall, different. You know, so yeah. No, again, I I I get it. I get it. The original trilogy is just sacred for some people. They're, I'm not going to argue with the you. The original trilogy has a ton of nostalgia. So for me to put it above that means a lot in my right. opinion so. and, and to me it's not even nostalgia they're great films they like they hold up yeah. so well especially new hope and obviously empire strikes back like we didn't we haven't even entertained throwing something above empire strikes back yet like we haven't even entertained it that movie is like legitimately cinema like a cinema masterpiece it's awesome it holds so here's up. the real question who's gonna go first on this one yeah who's gonna go first on this one so uh do i go i'll, yeah. I'll go first yeah where you at would, that, would do you think because you guys probably have similar opinions i'm guessing well, let's hear yours. Would you put okay. The Force Awakens ahead of Empire Strikes Back? You won't would not. It. You won't do no, it. You, so for you, it. Empire is your I number just, one. I can't. I just can't. I just. I love Empire Strikes Back. It's such such a well done movie. I I would. I I really just. There's so many things I loved about that movie, and you know, part of me after watching this thinks how much I love it. But I think it's one of those things because I just watched it. I think if I went back and watched Empire Strikes Back, it would definitely solidify my fact that I wouldn't put it above. Right. So I think also what you're saying is like right now, any any kind of like leaning you have towards Force Awakens is maybe because you just watched it, right? Yeah. Okay. For sure. So yeah, I, I, again, I respect it. I mean, it. I've Empire... watched Empire Strikes Back so many times. Dude, there's just so many, so many I'll... good things about that movie. I worried about Force Awakens bias hardcore when it came out. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, do, am I just feeling this way because I'm getting a new quality Star Wars film? Like, let's right. let this do. Let me watch it five more times in theaters. You know, like <laughs> when it yeah. comes to home video, am I feeling the same way that I felt when I originally saw this movie? And I, I think that's kind of rare. 
Yes, you know? and I specifically told myself I'm going to wait seven years to to decide whether or not I can definitively rank this Here one or rank it. So I, I was Here sitting in the are. theater. I had seen it the first time. I'm like, I'm going to watch this four more times in theaters, and then seven years from now. I'm going to make them my decision. So we're here. We are here. Um, Good on I, you for holding up a personal promise. You know, take it <laughs> yes, Absolutely. I, is, is, there, is there any conversation? I mean, come on, Joe, I think we're very much in the same boat here. Um, you, you heard us gush about this, and you, you heard how, how meaningful of an experience this was for us. And you, you cast your vote first. You give your discussion on where you think this goes and why. Yeah, uh, it's it's number one for me. It's number one for me. Um, it, it is. Uh, it, it is. It, it's. Oh no! Don't do it, Tim. Oh my God. Well, we can't. We, we can't get there yet. yet. I already I know. know Joe's answer. Okay, so for me, well, I mean, what more do I have to say? It, it it was my first Star Wars experience in the theater. I, I you you listen back to these shows, you know what happened. Disney purchases Star Wars. I'd seen most of the movies. I knew. It was, I knew. You know, I could quote most of the lines. I was very familiar with Star Wars from an outside point of view, um, but. The first time I sat down and really indulged myself in the franchise and watched all six films back to back to back to back to back to back to back was to get ready for The Force Awakens, was to get ready for this next chapter. So the hype was just at an all-time high, that theater experience. And again, the movie, it justifies all of that hype. It is so freaking good. You, you, you tell me The Force Awakens is just a new hope again? Sure, maybe I'll give you that, but it's better. It's a new hope, but it's better. And... It's not just a new hope, but it's better. The characters are so much more fun, I think. It brings back those old characters in such a meaningful way. And again, I cannot take points off for maybe not being satisfied with some of the answers that the the, the next films present, right? When I watch this movie and when I just look at it for what it is and the questions that it asks in this film, I'm just blown away. I can't, like... Even though I know some of the answers, I can't help but get giddy with how how fun it is that they're even asking them, right? So the Force Awakens is just it, it, it is my at this point we're 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 seven in. It, it's my number one for sure. Bravo, bravo, Mister Disruptoid. That was good. I like that. Um, all right. <clears throat> so, um, Force Awakens does what A New Hope couldn't. And didn't have the expectations to do, right? Star Wars was not this known property. It comes around and, and I mean, blows the world away. But the crazy part to me is that you have you know Star Wars released in 1977 and it takes the world by storm and it becomes this legendary kind of masterpiece right away. It, def- it de- redefines science fiction on the big screen. It changes pop culture forever. Well, I'll say this. Uh, the Force Awakens does it again with the weight of expectation from finding a way to satisfy old school Star Wars fans from the original trilogy, pulling back in people who were disgruntled from the, the prequels uh, in the early 2000s, and then setting up a new generation of fans that are going to grow up with Rey and Kylo Ren and Finn and Poe Dameron and BB-8 as their main characters. And it did so in a way that not only lived up to the hype, but blew right past it. Absolutely. And I don't think this movie could have been executed any perfectly. So I'm going to say, let's get effing nuts. Let's put that in the number one spot, baby. I knew let's it. go. Force Awakens, number one. Star Wars yeah. movie. For now. For was, now. I am totally Jedi mind tricking that shit. No, so Tim. Why? There's no way. moment for like two There's minutes. no way. There's oh no way. Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? There's no way. So you just listed out all the reasons based on nostalgia 
oh, it gives a new generation. Like, people still watch Empire Strikes Back and love the movie. And how old is it? There's no way. There's no way it should be better. Zero Damn chance. it, Joe. This is why we should have This is why we should have somehow gotten Revenge of the Sith above Empire or A New Hope above Empire so they were never touching the freaking first place. Yeah. I tried. No way. I tried. No one listens There's no to way. Joe. Damn it, so, dude. But maybe cut off your hand, Joe. I'm just kidding. I, I, at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the really day, good, I'm not going to be too mad about it. I again, I I've, I've, I recognize it. I'm in the vast majority of people that's going to put Force Awakens at number one. But happen happen to be. I'm you not know, convinced that I'll win though. If I'm being honest, oh my I god, think, you're insane. I think there's a lot of people like you and Joe out there. Depending on who you get no, on social media, you, Empire Strikes Back will win that poll by a margin of at least eighty to twenty. Hundred percent. Well, yes, I, I would have gone. People I would have said seventy thirty, but like for even talking about it. I'll, I wrote the review when I did this, and I put the, it's the headline was it's the best movie since Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Talking about Star Wars, and um, so we talked about. <laughs> be, I don't know. Yeah, seriously, I'm about to cry for another number of reasons. But being there and talking about, hey, was I biased that this just came out and I was super excited about it? I wasn't because I just sat on my couch a few nights ago, watched it. And I felt like I was just watching it again for the first time. Right. Granted, I'm, I'm arguing against Empire Strikes Back, arguably my favorite movie of all time. Still prefer Force Awakens because I don't think we'll ever see anything like it ever again. And like John said, it it in in not I guess I'm kind of paraphrasing for John actually. It transitions very well. It brings a lot of people back in, but it sets up a lot of new things. It introduces these new characters while giving us a little bit of closure on yeah. some characters that we've come to know for decades. I'm not All disagreeing. Right. I just don't. Oh, think... Yes, you are disagreeing. No, you're no, I'm not disagreeing about your points. I just don't think those points make it better. Totally fine. Make so, it better than Empire Strikes Back. I, I totally understand that, it, it, which is why I put it at two. Exactly. I was well, just about to say be. that. So okay, so Tim, you 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 dance around a little bit, gave a little emotion. Uh, if if you're listening for the first time, watching for the first time, and maybe we didn't explain it well enough because this is the first time we're we're having this. Yeah. Um, so we, we we all have. We just we we say we have two of them in this show. Yeah. So we all yeah. get two what we call Jedi mind tricks. If you're a fan of the MCU was, reviewed, I, it was Joe's I, idea. Thank you. I coined the phrase. Yeah. Like, why yeah. do you guys want to piss me off so bad this episode? <laughs> what did I what did I do to deserve this? Um I have to lash out because I'm hurting right now, okay? So if okay. you're familiar with our show, the MCU reviewed, we call them Infinity Snaps, Gauntlet Snaps. You can you can snap two of the touching movies on the list. If you don't like how they're sitting, you can use one of your snaps and you can uh, you can throw up a poll on twitter.com. Uh we are the underscore geekover. So you use one of your Jedi mind tricks here in Star Wars. Uh, you don't instantly get that, you know, the, that reordering that you want. A poll goes up on our on our Twitter account. It's up for three days, and if enough people agree that the movie you want to hop the other one is better, well, then you win your snap or you win your 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 mind trick in in this sense. So, Tim, are you officially using a Jedi mind trick? Yes, hundred percent. All right. So once once this goes live, it'll go live probably tomorrow. So if you're watching live, this will probably go up tomorrow. Um, there will also be a poll on our Twitter account. Again, the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. It's going to be simple. It's going to say, which is the better movie? The Force Awakens or The Empire Strikes Back? You have and three obviously, days to vote. the correct decision. Like, who do we, Joe, who do we even get to help us here? Do we, oh, you know what we do? We accidentally set the tweet to be private. <laughs> Only you two and me vote on it. Well, this one really is getting trouble. Whoa, whoa, look at that. Well, so, uh, yeah, Winning it, by a number of 67% order 66. <laughs> Love it. 
you know, we, yeah. we, we should have made something like instead of Jedi Mind Trick, Order 66 would have been a fun incorporation. That would have been a fun Ooh, one too, yeah. Maybe Order 66 would be like the counter. So like if next week we see that umpire. I'm going to Order 66 your, your Mind Trick. Order 66 you, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm very confident that uh, Empire is going to ra- run away with that. Yeah, it's as John, it should. You and I, well, no, you know, a lot of misguided yeah. people out there, but John, you and I should really um, dig deep here and figure this out. It, it won't be like a week long thing like Endgame and Infinity War, but no, no, you know. no. But I'm almost afraid to even get involved because I really don't want to like invite that level of toxicity on my, onto my, my 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 timeline at the moment. But we'll see. We'll see how far we go with it because it's going to be much like Episode Seven had an uphill battle. That's right. That's right. How are you going to do You guys it? got me with Revenge of the Sith, but eh, I'm not doing it here. There's no chance. That's it. it again. You, Fool, it's me a, <laughs> Fool me one. Fool me one. It's tough to argue. I, again, I, I don't know why I didn't expect this. <laughs> I, I didn't expect That's this why I first. I knew you guys were going to be in the I, same boat with it. I, I forgot like, about I the feel it as we're I, talking. I, I, I forgot like, about oh, the freaking mind tricks. I feel like uh, George Michael or um, the Michael Booth opening the freaking the, the dove saying like, <laughs> I don't know what I expected. <laughs> This is, uh, I, I don't want to be dramatic here, but tragic. You know, I thought about this for a long time. I'm like, John and I are finally going to give The Force Awakens the justice it deserves at the top of the Star Wars rankings. And then Tim over here, you know. What a like, stupid idea. He doesn't even wait three seconds. Thought wrong, he ruins Bob. it right away. What like, a stupid right idea for the Jedi mind trick. The moment up with that. John said he's going to put it out, I'm like, all right, we're done. That's it. Jedi mind trick. I even a little idiot that came up with the Jedi mind trick. What a oh stupid idea. Asshole. All right, all right. There you go, folks. Um, don't don't go on Twitter for the next three days. But <laughs> after that, you should definitely check out uh, the Geekiverse on Twitter. We're gonna wrap up this episode of Star Wars reviewed. It was mostly great, minus the last few minutes here. But uh, we hope you'll indulge for other episodes in the coming weeks. John, where can people find you on social media if they want to only support your opinion of The Force Awakens and nothing else? And uh, anything else to plug for the Geek Yeah, I'm, I'm at Disrupt, right? Again, you won't see me talking too much about this poll. I don't want to invite that level of toxicity into my in my thread here. Uh, but for other stuff, if you like Star Wars, boy, do we have something else for you. Check out our TikTok page. We are, we are having a lot of fun. Uh, last week, Josiah and I took a, took a drive up to a local brewery here in Western New York called Other Half. Uh, we had a couple of beers and we filmed a bunch of TikToks and basically we're just playing a game called Guess the Character. Guess the Star Wars Character. Well, we filmed about 25 of these things where we just have 30 seconds, yes or no questions only, and we have to guess the Star Wars character. Um, they've been so much fun. We've posted, I think, like five of them so far. Obviously, like I said, we, we, we filmed like 24 of them, so we're spacing them out, but we're going to keep this going. We're going to do, do different franchises. We did, we did film a few MCU uh, episodes as well episodes i say the 30 seconds um so well you know go, go to tiktok we're we're the geekiverse on tiktok um some of them are blown up we're getting we're getting some views we're getting some followers so that's gonna that's gonna be our thing on tiktok i think for a while is these little these these fun little nerdy games we're gonna try to come up with some new ones if you have some recommendations in the comments fun little word games or you know trivia type things that we can do in like 30 second increments and uh have some fun with we're open to it but uh give us a follow on tiktok the geekiverse who would have thought? Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, John and I are going to film these in uh, all different settings. Um, I got them on the last episode of Busy Sticks. We did it right live on the air. John did a great job. He got the right answer. Um, uh, so Busy Sticks, by the way, is our all video game talk show. You can catch that weekly. Twitch.tv slash the Gigaverse. YouTube.com slash the Gigaverse. And of course, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Tim, where can people find you on social media? 
All right, guys. Yeah, you can find me at, at Tim Tales on pretty much everything. Twitter is my main source of uh, gaming and uh, social media. But honestly, also, too, I've been streaming a little bit on the Geekiverse Twitch as well. I was playing some Tunic, got a little bit of Fortnite in. So just kind of playing whatever we feel like. So, But, uh, but yeah, catch me out there. Make sure you uh, go to the Geekiverse Twitches, or the Twitter as well and uh, vote for the correct answer. Thank you. Yes, the correct answer. Oh, Joe, I, oh my God, I just got an email. Our, our, our Twitter account has been reported for suspicious activity. <laughs> oh, my God, we, we've been banned from Twitter. Oh, 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 oh man. The, the only fair logical way to well, that's, forward that's to keep tough what we have right now what so, are we gonna do well we don't know what the answer would have been so we can't just like hypothetically say there was a poll dang it and it's okay because we'll have future episodes of the show but even if people were to use a jedi mind trick we'll just we'll, we'll cement these two right at the top so everyone <laughs> just doesn't have to worry about it it's fine it's fine i can find me on social media i am at i am bro Saya. you can check me talking about Lego Star Wars in just about a week. You watch tonight's episode. You clearly love Star Wars, just like this nut here. Well, can't wait to play some Lego Star Wars on PS5. Maybe, just maybe, I will even join the boys in some sort of live stream. So we'll see what's going on there. Do it. Do it. For John, for Tim, the traitor, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all soon. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful night. Everybody except Tim. (laughs) Tim. (laughs) Tim. Ha 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 